Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this, so honestly, like to share my story. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel more pressure being the host. <laughs> <laughs> for real? Yeah. This is your idea. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not backing down. I'm going to do it. But I'm just like, fuck, this is stressful. <laughs> What's up, gamers? Welcome to the Save File Podcast, episode 10, where, like every video game character, every gamer has a story to tell. I'm Sam Gonzalez, subbing in as the host today, because episode 10, in honor of all the hard work that Gold Lion has been putting into this podcast, he decided we should interview him. So, Gold Lion, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, man, what's up? Uh... Yeah, like Sam said, uh, episode 10, it's crazy. Didn't think I would actually be this far. Um, this fast, actually. Uh, there's Out of all the invites I sent, you know, there's actually a 30% return on it. And in that 30%, everybody's so open and awesome to do it. And uh, I almost have January filled out. I'm looking at my calendar right now. And it's going to be a good one. So, And the people that I have that are about to come on, it's going to be great. So yes, episode 10. By the way, people, Sam was on episode 7, so everybody should check that out. It's a long one. It's literally the longest one. Two hours and 30 minutes. But yeah, I talk a lot. Yeah, Sorry. he spoke a lot, but I mean, like, he shared a lot, too. He had a lot of interesting stuff. So uh, again, this is also Sam's idea, too. He hit me up in the DMs. He's like, hey, interview yourself. You, you look like you have an interesting story. I was like, all right, that's a good idea. I'll do that for episode 10, so... Here we Speaking are. of that story, um, I've been actually thinking about this since we met. Why are you gold lion? You don't have like gold hair. I mean, you do have a mane going with the beard. <laughs> you got long hair. Yeah. Where did that come from? Okay. So what happened was, is that, okay. So in life, I believe to live your best life, you have to be your best you, which is be you and only you without the fear judgment of other people uh so there's this there's this lingo out there that says stay golden so basically it means just stay pure to yourself stay who you are no matter what and then the lion is to me is that you know it's the king of the jungle and i'm a leo got it tatted on me uh right there okay I'm, all right i'm a leo uh but most importantly i believe that you are the king slash queen of your own life and you should live because it is you nobody else is living in your body but you and you should live as royalty as much as you should because it, it's your life so gold lion when's your birthday august 2nd okay i'll be 30 this year oh god <laughs> this is my last year this is my somebody told me one of my friends she said that this is my senior year in my 20s oh <laughs> uh, yeah that makes sense so i was like ah yeah. Do you feel like uh, approaching 30? Because I'm hitting there too, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Do you feel like you've gotten enough life in for, for your first 30 years? I feel like 30 is a big marker because it's like the first year that you're like officially like not young anymore. <laughs> you're still young, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like relatively, you know, you're not in your 20s. You're like an adult. You're 30. Yeah, you got to take things up a notch for sure. Yeah. Um. So, so you're acting like, so you're asking is like, what's my self-reflection on almost hitting 30? Yeah. Are you like proud of what you've done? Do you feel like you, you saw um, yourself doing more? I mean, I definitely saw myself doing more, 
but at the same time i'm grateful for the lessons that i learned uh i've made a shit ton of mistakes i've wasted a lot of like that's one of the biggest factors is i wasted a shit ton of time on the wrong people because mostly my 20s for the moment for mostly my 20s i was in a relationship for six of those years and like the last three years Damn. i've just been it's just been nothing but trial and trial and error and then i just after about four i'm going on like yeah like five years being single almost six so yeah half of my 20s i was in a relationship um i'm just now getting to the point to where all right i know what the fuck i want to do with my life and yeah it kind of sucks i'm at 29 but at the same time you know 30 still young gary v says it you know you could be 32 and fucking up and you're still young which i hold that dear it's it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend that because you know 32 is like all right bro come on that's 32 but i still feel young i still look young. i don't look like a fucking 30 year old i mean i take care of myself you know i look like i'm in my 20 23 24 so yeah yeah definitely a lot of the lessons learned definitely see myself doing more but i know once i hit 30 my 30s is gonna be my goal in my 30s before i hit my 40s is that i want to be known in the gaming industry as the gaming podcast like the joe rogan of gaming podcasts okay and it will happen the joe rogan of gaming yeah joe rogan of gaming podcast <laughs> are you gonna be like uh on the sidelines at tournaments yelling like he does for the ufc i'd love to eventually because <laughs> I, I love the whole uh competitive scene of being there like especially like because i did cod a lot i played a lot of call of duty that's another story too i could have went i could have joined the organization but that's a whole nother story mm. yeah but <laughs> interesting we'll get there for sure i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna pick your brain on all this <laughs> i gotta edit that out but i'm good so yeah approaching 30 i've been doing the same like kind of thinking and it's crazy yeah we're still super young 30 is super young because like I mean, the average age of Americans is like 75 to 80, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that because I take care of myself and like I have good genetics, like my grandparents are both 90 and still walking around the house like fine. I imagine that in the future, the lifespan is going to upgrade to like 90 probably. So we've got our whole lives to live two mm -hmm. more times. If yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. Yep. That's a good way of looking at it. It's yeah. With technology coming out, I mean, we're gonna definitely be able to live longer somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's that Chinese happen. woman just broke the world record for uh, oldest person, one seventeen. One seventeen. One hundred and seventeen, dude. Yeah. She's seen a so, lot. Wow. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from a small town, Plymouth, Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Okay. Yeah, way up north, like the northern border of Indiana. All right. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know where Indiana is on a map. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. You know where the Great Lakes are at? <laughs> yeah. Literally right there. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Oh, well, you're I from know. like way up north. Though. Yeah, way up north. Where? Yeah, I grew up around snow. It fucking sucks. That's why I'm in Texas to get away from it. I uh, hate snow. <laughs> I don't like snow no more. All right. What was life like there? Uh, life was pretty interesting. Um yeah uh <laughs> i grew up in a trailer park so not, not a lot of people know that this is this is what's interesting is that when i share my life story like a lot of people were like bro i never thought you were from there or you came from that 
I was like, what? Why? So I don't know. It's weird. Just want to throw that That's out there. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah. Do they in... tell you where they think you're from? Yeah. They said I look like I grew up like in the suburbs, you know, had a nice family, had nice parents that raised me, took care of me, you know. I never struggled with money. I'm like, uh, that's so off. But <laughs> yeah, the, no, definitely not. But yeah, I grew up in a little trailer park in the middle of the uh, middle of the woods, middle of nowhere, practically in the back roads of my small town. Uh, life was interesting there. It was pretty crazy. Uh, damn, I'm about to get deep real quick. Here we go. That's my, uh, uh, I was raised by my mother, mostly. And then my dad, they didn't have the greatest relationship. My mother, she was, she is, she's an immigrant from Mexico. Uh, she got her papers around maybe when I was, I think like five, because she married my dad. It's like before I was even born, so it took a while to get it. Uh, my dad, he's a Scottish descendant. Uh, he didn't grow up very well. My, my dad's side of the family, they're all full of meth heads, coke heads. Alcoholics, abusive, uh, incest, weird people. Yeah, very weird incest. people. Incest. Yeah, we are very weird people. Yeah, very weird people. And uh, yeah, Do you still keep in touch with them. No, no point. Uh, most of them, quite a few of them, has died due to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, their body just literally gave out on them and they died of old age pretty quickly. Like they were like in their fifties and sixties. They just too many like they did drugs all the way to the end man they how just... many generations was it before your dad got here was he first gen and his parents were from scotland no he scotland? was uh my from what i'm told because my mom she met my grandparents uh both of both of my grandparents on my dad's side they were both alcoholics they were really bad and they were abusive um <laughs> they were so fucked up in the head that uh my dad he started drinking when he was a baby because my grandmother and my grandfather, they uh, bought alcohol as a like as a necessity. So then, when my grandma didn't have formula for my uncles and aunts, she would put beer in their bottles and have them drink it. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, how old were you uh, when you finally moved to Texas? Um. I was 20, wow, how old was I, what the hell, I think I was like 23, 22, okay. around there, uh, I moved, what happened was is that my grandfather has a house here, which I'm still living in right now, uh, is that where you're at right now, mm -hmm. um, my grandfather has this house, uh, my whole family knows about my mom, how she was struggling, you know, raising me and my two sisters by herself. And she lived in a shitty trailer that was literally breaking apart all the time. And my grandfather was like, I never knew my grandfather tried to convince my mom to like, my grandfather's like, you can have this house. Just move down here. It's yours. Just come down here. I never knew that. And then somehow I had a conversation with my mom and she brought it up. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this whole time, we could have <laughs> just moved. I'm like, how long? She's like, oh, ever since you were, like, you know, probably in high school. I'm like, what? That's interesting. And you just said no this whole time? So, yeah, my mom was, she was scared to make the move to pull the trigger. So then I pretty much convinced her, like, there's nothing here. This trailer was made in the 60s. 
it's literally falling apart on you like there is literally falling apart it was what was holding her back uh fear of change honestly like it's typical with people you know they just they fear change yeah and i had to convince her like listen i'm old enough i could work i could help you out whatever you're worried about like what is it that you're worried about so i picked her brain and literally just came down to that she said it's a new place she's scared to find a new job like because she was comfortable with her job she was there for about 10 years making good money but she was slaving away which is not healthy at all and then what was the job she was she was building cabinets for rvs okay yeah she was doing that she was slaving away like i worked there for a little while but i ended up getting fired because i got in an argument with my team lead she was an angry 40 year old single woman and she was just raging on everybody i was like bitch i'm the wrong person don't come at me like that oh you think just because your mom's been here forever you could talk how i was like that has nothing to do with it yeah long story short boss heard about it he's like did you mean everything you said i was like yeah he's like okay well you can't work here no more i'm like cool bye did you mean it? he gave you Deuces. an opportunity yeah. man. i don't care i was like yeah, yeah no i think you i think you did the right thing yeah. you know be true to yourself yeah so i was like nope not gonna happen so eventually we moved to texas uh i came down here at the time i had a girlfriend <laughs> at the time i had a girlfriend and uh, i laughed because there's a reason why i'm laughing and i remember i was talking to her and i was like listen you can stay here in indiana you know we'll have a clean breakup you know it is what it is or you can come with me it's up to you yeah long story short she came with me so, oh okay yeah we were only, we were only seven months in the relationship oh and her and her dumbass decided to come with me i'm like you're st-. i like back at it now like you're <laughs> stupid like why would you, you come with you, me <laughs> yeah i did but like you both fucked up so how long did that last after you moved here funny you mentioned that uh i moved down here and then we were probably like six months in and then i had a conversation with her we're like we're literally doing the same shit we did in indiana working at shitty jobs and still in the same spot so what can we do different so we spoke about careers she said she wanted to be into nursing and i said i want to be into music because i was a dj at the, i was really into djing before i moved out and I said, I want to be a music major and actually be a music producer, be in a studio and everything. Or I was in the anime, so I was like, I want to make music for like anime. I think that'd be cool, sound effects and stuff. I was like, I don't have the money for that. How am I going to afford it? Oh, well, I'm going to join the army. They're going to pay for everything. So, Damn. so you joined out of Texas after you moved down from Indiana. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> How old were you when you went in? I was like 23, 24. Okay. So I went in. Uh, while I was away, she went to there's this uh there's this place called Gary Job Corps in San Marcos, which is 20 minutes away from where I live. Uh, it's a it, they offer free schooling, free trade schooling. So she went there, and you could live there. They have dormitories there that you could stay and live there. They provide housing and food for you for free. So she's decided to live there while I was away for the army. So I did my time. Uh. Oh, I mean, I didn't do my time. I did my basic training and then did my AIT, which is my job training. I was away for eight months. Uh, here's the funny story. So my girlfriend or my family didn't know I was on my way. So I wanted to surprise everybody. Oh, shit. And uh, I texted my girlfriend at the time, best friend, to be like, hey, don't tell her, but I'm on the way. 
she's like oh my god so i was like yeah can you help me surprise her like just just go to like i don't know i plan to like have her go to a starbucks or something and i was gonna pull up and be like hi you know something cool like that but about like five minutes later my girl at the time she texted me saying are you she said are you on your way back question mark i was like what oh my god she's like she fucking told her so at first i was like why did she tell her and then i shit you not dude like after that (laughs) my girl at the time she like just left me cold turkey like what yeah she just instantly switched up you know didn't want to answer my text uh she was afraid to come visit me like i told her like i'm literally here at the house won't you come visit me like what's going on she would make excuses postpone it this and that so then my instincts kicked in i was like all right yeah she was she's been uh she's been cheating on me this whole time uh so i finally said you know what it's obvious you don't want to come out and confront it you don't want to be grown and tell me about what you've been doing because i know what you've been doing so let's just you know what i can't do this no more i got i just came back from the army i got a lot of crap on my head and i got to deal with because i was already uh being planned to being deployed and i was like i got all this other stuff going on and i don't need your extra shit so deuces a week later my sister shows me her instagram and she's dating somebody <laughs> yeah, and then well, i me- and I, I remember the caption i remember the caption on their picture because they were out on a date to like ihop i think and it said Classic. finally finally happy to be together i was like wow so y'all were talking it couldn't be official because you know you were technically dating me that's so weird yeah crazy uh well the silver lining in those situations because uh, i feel like everybody's got at least one of those stories is uh you learned that that wasn't the person for you and you got out and you're off to better things touche my friend toast to that yep. mm-hmm. um all right so let's see i'm gonna go down the list here how is your environment oh this is talking about like childhood okay mm-hmm. my environment back at home was, yeah, it was yeah, let's go back to indiana what yeah. was the environment like there Did yeah you live with both of your parents yeah so god damn all right i'm about to just spill everything all right so <laughs> actually one of the first questions that are on there is that what was my first experience with gaming i don't know if you see that <laughs> if you went over that that's actually not even on here dude oh really yeah. Oh, I must have I must have not copy pasted that on there. My bad. That's cool. Okay. Why their gamer tag? Where are they from? You're gonna edit this part out. I hope. This no, 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 baby. I might leave it in. It's cool. It's raw footage. It's cool. It's a podcast. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Be all right. But uh, it's actually my fault. It's not your fault. Okay. So I won't edit it out. It's my fault. But yeah, my uh, so I'm good. I'm gonna start off with that. My first experience with gaming is that it literally had to be my first memory ever in life. I remember a memory where my dad was here, my mom was here, and I was like sitting, I was small, like I could feel it. I was small and like a baby cradle. And then right in front of me was my parents playing Super Mario on Super Nintendo. That's so Yoshi's Island. And I remember I was like, yeah. And I remember (laughs) I asked myself this question, like what's my first gaming experience? And then I looked up the year that game came out. It came out in 1992. So then I'm like, dude, I was two years old and I still remember that. So it, my, my first memory in life is a fucking video game. Yoshi. Is Yoshi. Ignited your brain. Yoshi yeah. turned your brain on. Yeah. So 
so yeah that was it and i was just like dude it's destiny like i have to it's crazy uh so yeah small town kid grew up um i have two younger sisters i was the oldest uh i had to grow up pretty quick because uh my parents ended up separating when i was around 12 or 13 because my dad cheated on my mom i mean it was it was accumulated with things like what happened was is that when i was 10 years old both my parents because my parents met at a uh at a factory my dad was a supervisor my mom came straight from the river and started working there and yeah whatever that's how it all started um so that that, there was a really good job i remember every christmas was fucking amazing you know full of presents life was good uh they spoiled the hell out of us and then they lost my parents lost their job because uh the company Lear decided to shut down that factory and move it to Mexico for obviously cheaper reasons. So after after when that happened, uh, it was just a spiral of shit. My dad really got into drinking, didn't come home some weekends. Uh, my dad was too lazy to keep a job. He would get a job, but was too lazy to keep a job. Eventually, shit happened. And then my dad ended up cheating on my mom with some woman in the trailer park some trailer park trash i still remember her uh my mom yeah my mom found out and then my mom's like that's a final straw like i'm done with Mm. you that's and that's that's when that's when i had to start growing up quick uh shout out to they separated yeah they separated okay and And how old were you around this point i was like 12 13 okay and And who's i'm assuming uh based on what you were saying earlier it sounds like your mom stayed in the trailer and your dad went somewhere else yeah my dad actually bought like a uh like a camper okay and he parked it outside the yard oh that's rough yeah that's interesting yeah so he parked outside and yeah that was very interesting so if i ever wanted to hang out with my dad my dad was a cool person man like he uh i recently visited him and uh he he's a very good suffer he's a good example for me to be what not to be because uh, okay. i remember my dad uh we were getting a house my dad built that house from scratch it was crazy and my dad was a crazy builder and i remember asking my dad recently i said if you could go to college for something back in the day what were you went for and immediately without hesitation he said uh architectural engineering because he was good with building things he was just a badass at it it was so natural for him and uh yeah life full of regrets and i i was just like nah i ain't ain't trying to be like that fuck that like if i feel like i'm good at something i have a passion for something i'm gonna go for it yeah this podcast is actually quick he's been thinking about it for a while Mm -hmm. yeah of course but yeah so i uh, grew up with my two two younger sisters uh life was good for a little while uh except school uh we were the only hispanics in school it was full of white people Makes and sense, uh yeah. we would get yeah and we got picked on a lot uh, so i dealt with bullying quite a bit up until actually all through high school i ended up dropping out of high school when i was in 12th grade most people are surprised okay. when they hear that <laughs> it's like why'd you drop out of 12th grade it's like my childhood is so fucking foggy dude like it's i can't explain it like i didn't know what credits were until the big 
the beginning of 12th grade. I didn't know what credits were. Makes sense. Until my counselor came in and she said, she's like, you realize you're not going to be able to graduate, right? Like you're going to have to do some kind of summer school after, after this year. And then you have a whole summer to make up for like this many credits, which is almost impossible. So I'm like, what you're saying is, is that I should just drop out. She's like, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, she's saying that I'm saying you should work harder. And I'm like, nah, I need to drop out. And I felt so stupid, dude. Cause like my, like I said, man, all that shit happened and I had to grow up quick. And then I didn't have the right guidance. My childhood is, I don't know, dude, it's so fucking weird. Like it's so foggy. It's, uh, I just, it's... I just don't know how, I don't, I don't know how I survived. It's weird. So, so grew up, uh, everything was cool at home for a little while like i said christmases was great um so let's talk about the good times uh my dad my mom they were happy as fuck i remember them to this day being so happy cooking together for breakfast uh all the holidays we group up with my family on both sides sometimes and we all just chill before all the bullshit happened uh so my love for video games started coming from my dad he like I said, like I explained my dad's childhood a little bit. It's a little, it's rough as fuck. So my dad's objective to be the best dad in his mind was to spoil us with stuff that he's never had. And one of the things he used to spoil me with was video games. Like I remember, I still remember opening the Nintendo 64 on Christmas and opening like seven fucking games. So this dude dropped like over a thousand dollars on me on that Christmas. I remember that. So, yeah, I had all these games. I played Nintendo 64, me and my sisters, with that Donkey Kong, the Mario, Smash Bros, uh, all that stuff. So I started real young with video games. Um, did all that. Things were good. Uh, I remember, like, my 10th birthday came around. I don't remember which birthday it was, but I remember I ended up getting a PS2, and then I had that for years. Like, even when the 360 came out, I remember when the PS3 came out, I still had a PS2 because I was poor. That's when, like, after everything happened. I still had all that. Uh, so, life was good for a while. We grew up doing that. Um, so, my parents ended up getting separated. That awkwardness where, like, my dad's literally out there in the front yard living in a camper. Just Yeah, he's a, he's a very outdoors person. So, he would have campfires out there, and I would chill out there with him a lot. He'd always be drinking because of the situation that he's in, and that's the only that's the only thing you knew is how to deal with the situations is him drinking. And then my mom, you know, she's just working. T- I still remember her, man, like working twelve hour shifts, fucking just dead ass tired, just trying to raise us three. And then I remember when anything would happen around the house, if my dad wasn't there to fix it, I'd have to be the one to fix it because I had to grow up quick. And YouTube was kind of. YouTube was more my mentor than anything. Like, if the toilet fucked up, some kind of plumbing, the roof, something happened. Because I remember one time, literally, a tree fell through the damn roof. So I had to find a way how to fix it. So, yeah, YouTube taught me a lot. So shout out to YouTube for that. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. Um, well, hold on. Before you move on, you mentioned um, two sisters. You have two sisters? Are those your only siblings? Okay. Well, I have a... The uh, the younger, she's a half sister. Yeah, she's we're two years apart. And then I got the youngest sister. She's actually my only full blooded sister. She's four years below me. And then I got a half. I got two older half brothers. 
one for my mom's side, one for my dad's side. Okay. Yeah. So you got a couple of siblings. Whenever mm-hmm. your uh, whenever your mom was working those long shifts, what did you guys do at the house? Like, did you have a babysitter? You guys were kind of like watched yourselves. Did you watch them? Yeah, we watched. Yeah. We watched. I think up until I was like nine, ten years old. Yeah, yeah. After everything happened, I would just watch us because during the week we would go to school, then we would come back from school, and then my it would be around three o'clock, and now we're just there chilling till like probably. I want to say like five, six, seven o'clock sometimes. And then my mom would come home and, you know, she did her thing. God bless her heart. I mean, she did her. She still managed to come out and cook for us, clean and stuff, and then just pass out and all that. So it wasn't until I was like, like I said, that's another fuzzy thing. Like, I don't know why I never caught on to this because I feel like I was so into video games. I was just like, uh, I didn't get my first job till I was like 20 years old. Yeah, so, video games are an escape for yeah, some people. It really was, but yeah. So, what was that first job at twenty years old? Uh, I worked at a uh, what the hell was it? I don't remember. Oh, it was actually my my mom's place. <laughs> the carpentry thing. Yeah, it was at my mom's. My mom uh, got me a job there. It was pretty easy. <laughs> what um, are you doing? Uh, so my mom made the cabinets. Uh, there's a line where these cabinets and the doors like the front doors they were on a conveyor belt and they would get spray painted okay so she she like worked at a factory yeah factory yeah it was definitely a factory yeah so there's different sections of it like i would sand it do do two hours of sanding go to break come back and then i moved to the next session to where i would paint it and then after two hours of that uh, i would wipe after we paint it there's like seven of us there wiping it down and stuff so yeah that's what we did what about your sisters what about them Where, did they work there too or did they at what uh, age did they decide to leave too uh, or do you all move down in Texas it was just who moved down to Texas it, yeah all mm-hmm. of us moved down to Texas oh so your sisters are here now yeah well oh, okay, okay. well okay that's that's we're kind of like jumping everywhere <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean all of us came down uh, my sister had a boyfriend at the time she's still with him to this day they're married happily married with two kids now uh my sister they both tried out texas for six months they fucking hated it so they moved back up to indiana they live in indianapolis now okay uh, so yeah they're doing really well they're doing very well for themselves and uh, then awesome. my, and then my other sister uh she's in indiana as well She's up there doing her thing. She's like doing something for something with nursing. I don't know, something okay. like that. But yeah. Did they go to school or this is all right out of high school? Yeah, they all went to they all went to that trade school I spoke about where my ex went. They went there and they got free schooling and that's how they got their jobs. That's awesome. Mhm. All right. Back to uh you're 20, you've got your first job. Yep. You're helping build these doors in the factory. Mm-hmm. And what comes next? Well, I want to backtrack a little bit because I want to talk about how I had the opportunity to, to join a to join a clan. Oh, <laughs> so, that was back then. Yeah, it was back then. Oh, yeah, I thought that was after you moved to Texas. So no, 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 no. No. All right, let's go back to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So after the PS2, uh, I had that for a couple of years. One of my buddies had an extra Xbox 360, and he I remember he sold it to me for like 80 bucks. I was like, hell yeah, that's a fucking steal at the time, with a really good hard drive 
and uh, I remember I, I remember I bought myself my first like HDMI TV. I remember plugging that in. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Yo, it I looks remember. so clear. Like, uh, it's I was so easy. Just, you just plug in one cord. Yeah, you just plug in one <laughs> cord, dude. I was just like, dude, this is so amazing. Like, I still remember that Xbox logo, like that. Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, it looks so white. It looks so green. <laughs> Holy shit, this looks amazing. Uh, and then uh i got really into black ops the first one the very first one mm -hmm. the yeah. very first one um i was playing that for a while and then as i was playing i was really fucking good at it dude like i still remember i'm not i'm not as good as i used to before because of fucking age this sucks but nah, man, i was that's a, that's a lie i don't believe that oh. but we'll, we can talk about that later <laughs> so i got really good I was really good at it and then I started getting messages from because you know you can message each other on Xbox I started getting messages that people wanted me to join their clans I was like what and then at first I was like this is cool but I started getting a lot of them I'm like all right this is kind of sketchy uh so I looked it up I forgot what clan it was but I remember I remember they had a whole website everything and then I remember uh at the time we were exchanging i was talking to somebody and we were exchanging voice messages through the xbox and he said hey uh you know we were we're looking at your stats on the internet your kd is amazing like you're out here you're out here killing it we want you to join our clan what was your kd it was like three point something dude it was ridiculous it was a ridiculous right. number yeah <laughs> it was insane it was insane uh so i lived in like yeah northern indiana and then the guy said, hey, you want to do some practices with us, do some scrims and whatnot? I was like, yeah, sure. So I played with uh, some of his people. We were all playing together. And it got to a point where he wanted to do a tournament. And the guy said, hey, we're about to do a tournament in Chicago. Can you come through? And then I didn't even bother trying to ask my mom because my mom was already struggling. So he... Uh, I was like, I don't have the funds to move over there. He's like, okay, that's fine. He let it slide for like five tournaments. And he said, listen, man, if you're going to be part of this clan, like you have to join these tournaments because we want to, we want to, we want to make you like a big deal because a lot of these guys want you to come through. It's like, fuck. And I couldn't, I didn't even bother asking my mom. So then I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I just don't have the funds. I don't have the money to go do it. I was like, damn. I was like, dude, where, 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 where would I be now at life if I decided to join that clan at like seventeen years old, eighteen years old? Uh, you'd be exactly where you're at, I would imagine. <laughs> that game died at some point. No, but I mean, you know, I still would have went. I was still, I still played all the Call of Duties that came out. Yeah, I wonder if you can remember the guy's name and see where he's at and see where they're at. Yeah, that'd be interesting. No. But yeah, I could I could have been like the next nade shot prodigy, you know, or something. <laughs> All right. So so you decided not to do this clan. About how yeah. old were you? Was I was like I was like seventeen, eighteen years old. Oh, all right. And so then I remember I recently told my mom about it. I feel like an asshole for telling her, but I was like, Hey mom, did you know I could have went like almost pro? Like I, did you know that my life could have been totally different? She said how? So I told her about the story. And she was like, Why didn't you ever tell me? I said, because I knew that you didn't have money at the time. She's like, I don't, she's like, I could have worked. She's like, I had money. I just didn't really spend it. 
because you know the house was always breaking down yeah she's like would she have cared enough back then yeah because right now in retrospect it's probably yeah. like damn i should have jumped on that but mm -hmm. back then everybody thought gaming was a waste of time yeah and i asked her too i was like would you pay like those bus tickets to go with those guys because they were asking like 80 dollars for a bus ticket and they were gonna oh, pay for the hotel yeah yeah my mom's like yeah i would have done it for you a lot mm -hmm. i was like fuck this goes back to a lesson that we talked about in my episode like you gotta you gotta ask man because people are there for you and yeah. you don't know it and everybody's you know just waiting like wants to help you and you think that like what's the word you feel like you're taking advantage of them or like you feel like you're a mooch or something mm -hmm. but really they've just been sitting there waiting like i'll help you yeah <laughs> exactly uh, it, t it took me some time to learn like don't be afraid to ask because you never know yeah but yeah that's yeah my mom says she would have helped me i was like fuck dude like i'd be a totally different life right now it sucks there's i mean all right but what other situations can you think of that if you would have done one thing over the other if you would have gone left instead of right you would have been living a different life a lot yeah i see a lot of twists yeah. and turns down the road you never know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like if i would have never joined the army I think about yeah. that too. Like, if I would have joined the army, like, would I still been with that girl? You right. know, or like, how how would have things turned out? But it is what it is. Yeah, it's 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 uh, draining. It's exhausting to think about all that because, like, there's so many times you'll never know. You know, just stick with what you got now. You know, try to be mindful in the present. Mm -hmm. I know you can appreciate and understand that. Yes, sir. Um. All right. So you're 17, 18. You have finally decided you're not going to go down this road with the Call of Duty clan. Mm -hmm. But at that age, you're probably still in high school, right? Yeah. So what what was high school like? Kind of sucked. You know, yeah. I remember I was in freshman year and some, some white boy was mad at me. I forgot why, but he was mad at me for something. <laughs> why? Some white boy was mad at me. Yeah, uh, and then you're not gonna get a lot of uh, you're gonna get some hate on that comment. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Some white boy was mad at me, <laughs> and then I remember I remember he called me a fucking spick. I was like, oh. I was like, huh? I'm like, what is? I was like, what, what is that? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never heard of that word spick. And then I go <laughs> that day I went home and I asked my dad. I'm like, Dad, what's a spick? And he just looks at me like, how do you know that word? I was like, somebody called me that at school. He was pissed. He was pissed. Yeah, he said a lot of things that I don't want to say, but he was yeah. mad. And then he still didn't tell me. And so that I remember like a few days later, I brought it up to him. I was like, dad, what does this word mean? He's like, oh, it's like calling, it's like calling a black guy the N-word. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. I was like, okay, that's cool that's cool all right that's cool but i didn't do anything all right about but it. it's not though it's not exactly the same yeah right? well i mean it's still a racial slur towards his You're right it's a racial slur yeah so i was just like okay that's that's a little fucked up but <laughs> he said that to my face and he said that with friends yeah. so he felt He's cool saying it yeah. i don't care i don't care but yeah so did you get mad did you like fight him what did you do no 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 i didn't i didn't do none of that i wasn't because i knew if i tried to pick a fight with anybody i would get jumped yeah if he mm -hmm. if he was winning 
they let they let him win. But if I was winning, they would have jumped. Like I, I already yeah. knew it. it was just like you didn't have a crew. No, damn, not even other gamer kids. You didn't have any Call of Duty. I did have. I did have. I was part of the nerdy. Okay, so I remember. You remember Yu Gi Oh? Yeah, I do. Okay, I was part oh of the kids gosh. that played Yu Gi Oh at the cafeteria. Like I was did there you have playing. Thing on your arm. The, no the no boy. no fuck no i wasn't yeah. that deep but i did have one of those things that folded out and then i put it on the ground like on the table yeah, and i had like enough. the square the same thing all right whatever <laughs> but that's what i had it was literally me and like seven other guys like we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh against each other and i remember people walking by like fucking nerds this and do, 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 do. man Yu-Gi-Oh is cool yeah Yu-Gi-Oh whatever it was fun i, I like that show a lot welcome but I, yeah i, I was one of those party, kids but... all right go ahead go ahead sorry like, <laughs> I was one of those kids that played that. But yeah, uh so I mean I dropped out of high school, got my first job, that didn't work out. Uh but the first serious job I got was this place that cooked the fruit that you see in yogurt. Like we uh we were well, wait, hold on. I feel like we're we're like glossing over an important thing that happened to you. Was that just like some story you wanted to throw out there? Was there like some life lesson in that that this guy like attacked you verbally? Like what? what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Listen, listen here, ladies and gentlemen. So this is what I learned. Okay. So, I'm grateful that I was picked on in high school a lot, and the fact that I couldn't do anything because I didn't want to get jumped. Now people might call me a pussy for that. Okay, but whatever. I don't care. I I was always. The smart one, you know, the pen is stronger than, than the might or whatever. There's a, there's a quote that says that. <laughs> the what pen is stronger than the sword. The, the pen, pen is, is stronger. Yeah, the pen is mightier than the sword. Okay. Listen, I, listen. I, if you ever actually went to like some training, like they always tell you, it doesn't matter how much you learn, it's always smarter to not fight than to fight. It's always smarter to try to get out of it mm-hmm. if you can do so reasonably. And I did that every time. Yeah. Like exactly. I, like high school taught me taught me how to talk to people so that's that's another thing that's going on so high school taught me how to talk to people how to be the mediator you know that peacemaker the peacekeeper like all that shit like yeah that's what it taught me so i definitely take that so i'm grateful for what happened in high school because it taught me a lot about people and it taught me a lot how to handle people and it's great yeah life lessons right there okay good awesome all right now continue where you were at okay so i dropped out of high school did the job uh i've met my first first everything god that was a disaster (laughs) yikes yeah first everything i was on and off with there was a bad relationship the first three years were cool but it lasted five years way too much longer we were off and on but i definitely learned a lot from that relationship so but something i want to tell you guys that are listening okay you're gonna get in at least one relationship in your life where you fall in love it's your first everything it's your first this first that and then the older you get you start to learn more about life and there's gonna come to a point where you have to learn how to fucking walk away from the bullshit like you have to and like for me for instance i was in a toxic relationship <laughs> i was in a toxic relationship and i did we break up and i would go back to her 
breakup, she would come back to me. Like it was, it was very bad. And when you see, when you find yourself in that situation, know that you're in a very unhealthy relationship. And these are one of the things I do regret in life that I wasted in my twenties is that I wasted a lot of time in my twenties. And those were, that was one of the biggest things. And the fact that I went through all that, I, I had some childhood friends after high school. Uh, I lost a lot of memories. I lost a lot of bond, like strong bonds with them because I chose a toxic relationship over my bros. And yeah, don't, don't do that. If you listen to this, don't That'll do that. Happen, man. Yeah, That'll happen. It'll happen. I have a but... similar story. Yeah. So just don't freaking do it guys. So, yeah. so I, so yeah, I met her five years later, you know, whatever, but I digress. I'm gonna come back to that. No, no, no. I'm not going to go back to that. I just explained it. But yeah. Okay. So <laughs> 20 years old. No, we're going to go back to that. But no. But yeah. No. All right. right. Uh, you don't want to talk about it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I'll talk about it. I don't care. I'm just being a hard ass. Um, okay. So 20 years old. Met her. I got my first real job where uh, I cooked fruit for a yogurt company. It was, a, it was a contractor that they were contracted to many yogurt companies like Yoplait, Chobani, Activia. All that fruit that you see in there, we cooked yeah. all that fruit. And it was it's, interesting. It's hell. It fucking sucks. It's bad. Yeah. So like my first job Describe was Describe that process. Oh what does that God. mean? You all right, so fruit. say so say I walk in, we have to make there's six different lines. Each line is doing a different serum. So say I walk in and then I get assigned serum. to Yeah, serum. I get assigned to like line three, which is strawberry chobani. So I have the job to take care of the strawberries. So these, stra so mind you, we're in a facility where it's freezing. We have to wear coats and shit. It's freezing because they have to keep the fruit fresh, frozen. So I literally had to grab 50-pound boxes of fruit, frozen, pick them up and slam them on a table that had a bevel on it to break <laughs> them apart, open it, pour it into a cart, all day all that's all you did yeah that's all i did 12 hour shifts what yeah just were you like breaking super strong yes <laughs> i was i remember my first like my first two weeks in there dude it was hell yeah. were you lopsided like one side of your body was stronger than the other Cause you, I, like, I would have to switch because because we had a uh, the good thing about the job is that it was swing shift so i worked two days get off two days <laughs> work three days get off two days like it was like that so the first right. day I'd be there with my right side and the next side, like my whole side sore as hell. I wake mm. up and I, I got to work on the left side. It was insane, dude. Okay. So you evened out. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you count it out in reps? One, two. No, eight. I didn't. I just, I had to count boxes is what I did. I had to do oh, a lot of math. I had to do weight. I had to do a lot of weight math. Okay. Crap. So I worked there so, for, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so I worked there for two years, two and a half years uh why did i quit oh yeah i quit there because uh i got a job as a welder which is okay. interesting yeah i got i got a job there as a i got a job somewhere else as a welder well, let's slow down first let's slow down hold on let's go back so you broke the boxes of strawberries well i mean every day was a different fruit okay so the boxes of fruit and then they go down the conveyor belt where do they go okay yeah so i pour it in the carts and then the carts <laughs> I would push the carts into an elevator. It would go up an elevator where the cooks on the second floor, they would grab, they would grab, they would take the carts 
and pour the fruit into like a giant fucking oven. Into like a giant cooker, I mean. And then it'll cook it to like the serum it needed to be. So they melt it down into like a thing? Yeah, like a serum. Yeah. That's it so wasn't melted because you still get those chunks, but it'll cook yeah, it. Yeah. And then you'll get like a serum, like a syrup, and then like little chunks of whatever fruit it is. It's and then they insane. put that serum in the bottom of the yogurt tubs. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't mix it. Like literally like so after after that was done, uh they would the machine after it was done, it would we would connect it to like these big old steel totes that hold like two thousand pounds of this shit. So they we just okay. put it in there and then we'll ship it to the yogurt people. So somehow they would mix that serum with their own yogurt thing and then yeah, do their thing with it. Okay. All right, I think I've yeah. learned enough about yogurt. Let's 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 yeah. move on. You decided you don't want to do that anymore. Somehow you got into welding. Yeah. So uh got into welding and it's funny because I only got I only kept that job for like a month and a half because that's when I convinced my mom about moving to Texas. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up moving. I remember I remember I was excited to get the job and then I had a uh, I was working with another guy. So the welding job was I was welding city bus frames. Big old freaking things. So it was just me and one other guy. Uh we had to knock out two bus frames a week. So that's how long it took to weld just one bus frame. It was insane. And then I remember I remember he was so happy that I started working there cuz he said he was doing this job by himself for a couple months. And then I, God, I feel bad because I remember telling him, hey, uh, I put in my two weeks notice. And he started. <laughs> you just started. Yeah. Like yeah. He started. He started laughing. He's like, oh, he's like, you're serious. I'm like, yeah, man, uh, I'm moving to Texas. He's like, OK. <laughs> he was so disappointed. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor well, at least guy. you didn't like get there and hate it and hate him. Mm-hmm. That was probably his first thought. Oh, God, we lost him already. He just got here. Yeah, that sucks. So yeah. So um, before, uh, let's see. You brought up your mom again, and it reminded me that I forgot to. I skipped over this question because we were talking about something else. But what is a uh, memorable lesson that you've learned from either of your parents, or maybe both? I don't know. A memorable lesson. Okay, so what I learned. Okay, so. Some of you've seen, yeah, my logo is right there on the bottom. People, well, when people watch the video; they could see the logo. But I plan on switching up the logo. Uh, like I already explained what the gold lion was, but I want to work on a new logo to where the eyes are blue, because my dad has bright blue eyes. The reason why I want to make the eyes blue is because my dad taught me how to see the world. He he's literally he literally taught me what not to do. Uh, he's the reason why I don't drink. He's the reason why I don't smoke cigarettes. I can't stand the smell of cigarettes. Just brings back too many, many too many memories. Uh, yeah, he 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 helped me get the vision of life of what not to be. So it's crazy. It's kind of ironic that he was he's literally one of the biggest fuck ups I've ever known in my life due to uncir- unfortunate circumstances. But at the same time, he's he is the greatest lesson that I've ever had in my life. So yeah, there's that. That's what I learned from my dad. Uh, my mom, uh, I want to incorpor- I want to incorporate a rose in my logo because one, my mom said that when she passes, she wants me to leave roses on her gravestone, like consistently. But more importantly, is that my mom, my mom taught me how to love. 
uh yeah she taught me a lot how to deal with uh you know to be to be uh what's that word hmm. compassionate yeah i get yeah compassionate uh just do what you got to do for your loved ones because like i said she she did a lot for us and looking back at it she did struggle a lot and that's actually one of my biggest drives in life is to make sure she's taken care of before i take care of myself because uh yeah but yeah she told me how to love in life she taught me how to respect people uh how to treat women like i don't i don't it's like i've never to this day never cheated on a woman cheated on any of my girlfriends ever because i seen what that can do to people like i, I, th I think i've only seen my mom cry once in my life and that shit broke my heart I was like, I do not want to inflict that kind of pain on a woman just by cheating on her. Mm. So, yeah, she told where me Where is to... your mom right now? She's living with me. Yeah, but where's she at right now? Like, is she at the grocery store? Is she at work? Is she over there? Uh, she's... Can we meet her? She's cooking. She doesn't like being on camera. That's fine. She could just say hi. Yeah. That's it. But at the same time, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want her to be shown to the public. Either. oh okay i get yeah. what you're saying All because right. we'll, we'll i don't know over that then. i'm pretty sure i'll be much bigger than this five years from now and i don't want anybody yeah. like i'm trying to keep my family life very private that's smart forethought yeah um so i i feel like you just gave me the answer to this question but it's related um who were some of your role models growing up definitely my parents uh for sure that's really it that we have my parents they were the biggest role models to like i said like their struggles like i still don't get it man like to this day i don't understand why i'm different i have every reason to be a fuck up dude every reason i could be you were smart enough to learn from their mistakes but like what caused me to be that smart and you see what i'm saying like video games i don't know <laughs> some right i don't know what it is dude like uh, something kept me still keeping me from this day to like not giving up and stay away from that shit it's insane dude i don't know what it is i don't know what it is yeah and you're loyal to that idea too not even drinking like that's a, that's a pretty big deal mm -hmm. have you ever drank in your life yeah i have but only on like i've never been drunk in my life i could say that i've never been drunk but i mean i'll drink you know have a few kickbacks every now and then but i will not get drunk mm. yeah never get drunk um so describe to me one of the greatest days of your life one of the greatest days of my life is that uh opening up that nintendo 64 on christmas because oh, nice. that was that was the catalyst of me of my gaming career like i told my dad this before too like i thanked them already i said dad i know you made a lot of mistakes in life and i want to let you know that and I want to let you know that you're the reason why I'm this good of a person is that, you know, you, you made a lot of mistakes and I'm, you see it that, you know, I've never, I've never, I never gave my parents any trouble. I wasn't a bad kid at all. I was kind of bad, but I kept it low key cause I was good at, I was good at it. But yeah, I, I never caused them any trouble. I was never that disrespectful asshole towards them. Nothing, nothing but love to them. I was, Yeah uh and then another thing is that i thanked my dad also it's like thank you for it's like i understand why you spoiled me so much it's because you never you never had the luxury of being loved by your parents 
and you translated that to me by buying me stuff although it's not the greatest but it's still some kind of love and i appreciate it and that love that you showed me is you is is my drive and my passion for video games is how it was created so that's what i'm most grateful of in my childhood yeah it must have been uh, really touching for him to hear. Yeah, he cried. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a little soft-hearted guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's soft-hearted. So let's let's get up to let's get caught up. Uh, you're you're almost thirty now, but in your timeline, we've only gotten to around the age of twenty-three. You you mm-hmm. you were welding for a couple of months. You convinced your mom to move down to Texas. Now you, your mom, and your grandfather live in a house in Texas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so came to Texas. Uh, I love it. Texas is amazing. I love the weather. I love the people. People are so nice here, dude. Up where I'm from, people are dickheads. <laughs> like, yeah, people are dickheads, dude. And then I come down here, everybody's so nice. Like, people at the gas station, people at the grocery store. Everybody's like, howdy, how you doing? I'm like, well, at first I was just like, hey, because it, it was part of me and I didn't like it. I was like, I want to be as friendly as these guys. So I start going out, being all jolly. I was like, you know, being all jolly, being all jolly, you know, <laughs> yeah. So that happened. Yeah. So that's that's what happened. So I love Texas. I love everything. People complain about the heat, but they never really grew up with snow. So fuck the snow again. <laughs> yeah. So no. Yeah. I I love the weather here. It's amazing. I love it here, dude. Uh. So yeah. Uh. I mean, I already spoke about how I was here for about six months, and then I went to the army. Did my thing, came back. Uh, How long were you there for? I was only in it for like little over a year because I developed a stress. I, I developed an injury during that time because I was working out, but I never did conditioning like running. So while while during my job training AIT, I developed this injury called a hip stress fracture. So basically, oh dude, I yeah. know. All right, yeah, go ahead. I yeah. got a story after that though. Yeah, so. <laughs> For people that don't know, it's like, like, you got your socket of your hip into your, right here, and I was doing so much running because I, I went from literally zero to a hundred. I never really ran so and to like running every day, so my body didn't get used to it. I guess so. Then, I guess your body creates this fluid between your joints so it could lubricate it to keep moving. My hip. I guess I like I over ex, over overdid over exact over exhausted my those glands that make that lubricant and eventually it was just bone to bone contact. And then with all that running, I was still doing all that bone to bone contact and I developed these hip stress fractures like microscopic stress cracks in my hip. Uh I had to be on crutches. Uh I had to come home, heal for a month and then I had to go back and i was there for about two months and then i came back after i came back uh, i went to my unit and we tried running and i couldn't and the the pain kept coming back and i remember the doctor telling me while at the base he told me that you're gonna have that you're gonna deal with this injury for the rest of your life it'll never go away it's like fuck that sucks and even to this day i still have issues with it sometimes like if i'm walking at the mall for about two hours i could feel it hurting so Damn. I'm I'm wondering if it's my muscle or if it's my actually my hip because it's not the same pain but it's the same it's the same area so I'm hoping it's a muscle or something I don't know what it is but 
hopefully it's fixable but yeah have you gone to the doctor recently about it no it's not that severe but i already know but yeah that's what happened so i couldn't run while we had to do our uh basic physical training my sergeant seen it and he said i have to put you on permanent light duty which means i have to do all this shit work and i can never get deployed to go overseas and serve my country but uh it sounded cool and all i was like oh i could just come once one weekend a month you know make this free money do nothing never worry about getting deployed but it didn't feel right i was like there's people actually out here that's you know putting in work and they actually have to get deployed and you know and i'm making the same amount of money as they are it didn't feel right and plus also you know i got certain vibes from older from older ranks from higher ranks in my base in my unit and i just didn't like the vibes i was like i gotta get out of this like this this don't feel right so i ended up getting uh, honorable discharge due to a uh health injury due to a disability now mm, i'm working on it but i mean that was like years ago but i never really wanted the disability like i said i just feel i don't know i just feel like shit taking anything from the army but then people tell me you know it's like well the army did this to you i'm like no i chose to join the army so the army didn't do anything that's hmm. you know it's my fault like i just i don't know it's free money it could be free money but i don't i don't need it yeah. that's rough dude yeah so there's a guy i know he's been like trying to go he his whole life has been like public service he wanted to be a cop and he wanted to be a firefighter and he wanted to be like this and that. And like, eventually he settled on joining the military and he already had a college degree. So he was going in to become an officer and, um, he had the exact same story. Wow. Was, really? Yeah. He was trying, he's been trying so hard to get in. He finally got into the program he wanted. He was going through training and he broke his hip. <laughs> and they sent him home after like uh, a little less than a year. I think it was like eight months. Yeah, I always felt bad for him because like that was something that like he was really passionate about his whole life. He wanted to do this, you know, and he finally yep. gets there and like they're like, nope. Yeah. Luck of the draw, I guess. <laughs> so you got out. Mm -hmm. You're back home. You're 24, 25 around this around this time, I'm guessing. Yep. yep. We heard the story about the girl. You you come back and she's you know you broke up. Yep. What next? This the next part. Well, uh, actually, I missed a pretty big part. Um, fuck, I gotta go back. So before I moved to Texas, I was with. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah. So I came to Texas right after the army. So after I came back from the army, actually, this is perfect. I'm stupid. This is perfect timing. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, God, there's so much in my life. I forgot where fits where. But so I come back. We break up. My sister's still here with her boyfriend, which is not her husband. Uh, so she's here, still here with her future husband. And then, like I said, I told you they moved up. But I forgot to mention that I moved up with them. <laughs> moved up to what? Indianapolis. Oh, okay, okay. So they so would. You, when you got out of the. the when you went to indianapolis yeah okay so uh i got home you know happy da -da -da -da, whatever broke up my sister's like hey we we don't want to go to texas we don't want to stay in texas no more we hate it do you want to come up with us because my sister wanted me and my sister are very close and she was worried about not having any family 
up there. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. So I go up there with her. I live with her for a little bit. Uh, I got a, you know, I had a basic job, a forklift driver with my brother-in-law there for a little while. Um, but as I was going, you know, I was working so much. And then finally, everything just kind of hit me at once. This was about probably three months in me being in Annapolis. Everything just hit me at once, dude. Uh, where I was living at with my sister, they got an apartment and I had nowhere to sleep. So I had to sleep in their laundry room on the floor. Uh, the only thing I had that was separating me from the floor was an air mattress, but eventually it popped because God bless his heart. But my nephew at the time, he was like two years old. He liked to go in there and jump on it. So he popped it. What? So I had to take, I had to take it and, um, fold it a certain way to where it fit me just perfectly to where I had to do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that happened. And I was just really contemplating my life. Like, what the fuck am I doing? This and that. And then another month came by and Christmas comes along. And then I remember, I remember, you know, I was still keeping my emotions in me because I didn't want to share with my sister because she had a lot going on in her life too. But my sister loves Christmas. She oh she's always loved Christmas. Uh, I remember my sister. She best holiday. Yeah, my sister. She uh, put up her Christmas tree. She decorated it beautifully. My sister asked me, "Hey, can you take a picture of me, my kid, and my and my husband in front of the tree?" And I remember, fuck, dude. I remember. I still ah the feelings are slowly coming back. I remember looking at the screen while taking a picture. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, she's happy as fuck right now. Like, so happy. And then I took the picture. Then I gave her, I gave her the phone. And she's like, you want to take a picture with us? I'm like, nah, I'm okay. Remember, I went back to that laundry room. And I started bawling my eyes out. Ugh. And it showed how much, how much I don't have in life. And, like, all the mistakes I made. <laughs> all the wasted time I made, like I have nothing. I have nothing to show for it. And I'm like 24 at the time. And there I am just crying in, in my pop mattress with my pile of clothes, like literally right there. Just bawling my eyes out, contemplating life. Like, what the fuck am I doing? My sister's knocking on the door. She hears me crying. She's like, are you okay? I say, yes. I'm like, yes. She's like, okay. And then she just went upstairs. She believed me, but I, I lied to her. And I was just like, <sighs> I was like, okay. So after my crying, I was like, all right, I got to do something with my life, bro. So I ended up going to sleep. It was my day off the next day. Woke up. My sister, everybody's out at work and I'm just home. I'm at their apartment by myself. So I'm sitting there laying on the floor in the, because they had a comfortable floor for some reason. The carpet was really good. <laughs> yeah. So I was laying on the floor. And I remember just like looking at the Christmas tree. I was just thinking, I truly want to be happy around this time. But I can't. It's hard. I'm not happy at all. Like I f and that's when I realized I officially hit rock bottom. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm done. Like, it doesn't get much worse than this. So then I was like, how do I make my life better? I remember I went on YouTube and I put... And I remember I just typed it up. I said, how to live a happy life. 
Huh? Yeah. And the first video that popped up was this oh, man yeah. named Jim Rohn. You know who Jim Rohn is? Nah. Okay. He's a uh, fucking badass. So, <laughs> he's a badass. Yeah. I, I run into this man. I watch his video. It's a seminar that he was, it was a recording of a sem- seminar he did in 1981. So it was an older video. But when he spoke, man, I remember this seminar thing was like four hours long, four different videos. I watched the whole thing. He was the first person in my life. When I heard him speak, it made fucking sense, dude. You're going to, you have to find something from that video and put in little audio clips right here. I could do that. I still remember the video. Do it. So yeah, so he'll probably see. But literally, literally, like I still remember it. Literally, the first word, the first sentence he says, in in the video, is that he goes up to the crowd. You know, he goes up in his podium and he says, he just looks at the crowd and he says, "Here's the challenge in life: you can always have more than what you want, because you can always become more than who you are." I was like, mind blown. Immediately. Literally, that's the first sentence he says. I was like, huh? What? And then he just kept talking and kept talking. I was like, dude, holy crap. Like he makes How long was this video? The first video was an hour and a half, but the whole the whole video series is four hours because it's a whole seminar that he did. So it's like And what's his name again? I think people are gonna want to go check this out. Jim Rohn. Jim J I M Rohn is spelled R O H N. He uh he's a motivational speaker. Uh, he was a business consultant, but he's mostly known for being a co-founder and CEO for Herbalife. Herbalife. But, yeah, Herbalife. Yeah. You're gonna get some hate on that one, dude. Herbalife has a bad rep. Oh, now they. I mean, listen. Jim Rohn's still a badass. I don't give a fuck. But he he passed he passed. You know what's ironic about this too? Uh, he passed. He died. I was mad, dude, when I found out he died. I was like, dude, he fucking died. Oh, he died. Yeah. Oh, man. So I was gonna yeah. Say you got to get him on the podcast. No, he died. So right. when he and then I looked up his death. He died in 2009, which is the year I was supposed to graduate high school, which is the year that I dropped out of high school. I was interesting. Like, yeah, very interesting. I was like, dude holy shit like this dude died when i dropped out of high school that's fucking yeah. insane dude when you dropped out he just couldn't take it he was watching you from afar. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i listened to that man and it started that's that was the catalyst homie jim Rohn was the catalyst to start my road to my road to to personal development the whole subject of it how old were you I was like 24, 25. Okay. How old are you now? 29. Okay. So you've been doing this for like five five years. years? Yeah. Five years. Okay. Now I was 23. Yeah. I had to be like 23 because it was like soon I got out the army. So yeah, 23. I've been doing this for a while, dude. Yeah, man. So I did that. Fuck, dude. It, I've never read a book a day in my life. I remember he preached about reading books. The first book he preached about the lot was Think and Grow Rich. Books are stupid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich and The Richest Man in Babylon. Like he used to tell, he used to say in that seminar, he brought it up a lot. Read this book, read these books, read these books. I'm like, I'm like, books are stupid. I've never read a book. I don't have, I have ADHD. I can't sit there and read a book. Da, 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 da. Dude, that first month, I read nine books. I went from reading no books in my life to that first month finding personal development. I read nine fucking books, dude. Mind blowing. I was like, holy crap, what are you typing? Uh, notes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's insane, dude. So, it started everything. And then I got really into personal development. Uh, eventually, I made my own Instagram. And I started doing personal development videos on everything that I learned. Uh, yeah, man. It just started everything. When did you start your Instagram account? Because that's probably where you're seeing the most success right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I started it probably when I was 25. So, f- yeah, four years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude. I'm in flashbacks, but yeah, I lived in Indianapolis for a while. So as I was living in Indianapolis, you know, I was going through my journey. I mean, I still have, yeah, I still have the same notebook. This is the same notebook that I started because he, he, uh, Jim Rohn talked about journaling a lot. Mm. And let me see. Like, oh, did I write a date journaling in it? Is huge. Yeah. Take a moment. Everybody listen to that. Yeah. Journaling is a big deal. I, I know you've heard it before. I know you've let it go in one ear and out the other, but take this time and listen to the words I'm saying. Journaling is dope. Yeah. Try journal- it. Journaling is definitely the thing. Yeah. Like just like just this first page here, dude, is four years old. Yeah, yeah I remember. It's so fun to go back and look at it. Yeah, it's insane, dude. So, dude, you know what? I actually want to find my very first journal where I started everything. Hold on. Oh, all right. I found it. You found it. I found it. All right, no more cherries. Look, it, it's dated. It's dated from eleven thirteen twenty sixteen to twelve thirty one twenty seventeen. Uh, Gold Lion has found his journal, and he's flipping through it, started. finding some interesting stuff to share with us. What do you got started for us? Everything. So I'm gonna read out my very first entry in this journal that started journaling. It's crazy. So apparently, it's 2:19 a.m. at November 13th, 2016. So this was only three years ago. That don't even feel like it. Four years ago. Wow. Okay. So I wrote, at this point in my life, I have read six books on personal development and finance. This has changed my life forever. For for now, I see more and more differently. And for the first time in my life, I have a true goal to be financially free. I have ideas and steps that can get me to where I need to go. I know the road will be difficult, but the discipline on reading and learning, it will come to pass. I write this to start. I write this journal to the fact of my virtual mentor, Jim Rohn, for he is who <laughs> shed, yeah, for he who shed light into my soul. And I take this advice from him for the rest of my life. And four so years later, here we are. I'm still, I'm still talking about him four years later. Yeah. And then next I put, I'm currently living in my sister's apartment in Indianapolis in her laundry room, clothes on the floor. And I slept on a popped air mattress, which I have to inflate with my own lungs every night because of my, <laughs> my own lungs. <laughs> yeah, with my own lungs every every night because of the hole that my nephew put in. 
I use this as I use this as a drive to get to where I want to be. Do good, be great, be awesome. Yeah. Good shit. And then I have like notes from that first seminar that he put. It's insane, dude. Like his quotes. Some of the notes. Read some of the notes. So the so it's like quotes that he said. So he says, "Time is more valuable than money. Things don't just happen. Things happen just." Best place to start a conversation is sincerity. Sincerity is not a test of truth because it's possible to be sincerely wrong. It sounds like some Gary Vee shit. No. Ideas can be... They got some similarities. Yeah. Ideas can be life-changing. Just one more can unlock more possibilities. I like that one. Yeah. Mysteries of the mind. Some do it, some don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So ways to get most out of your day. Just be thankful. Listen well. Take good notes. Don't be a follower. Be a student. Learn to take advice, but don't take orders. I like how he said that. that. Yeah. Learn to take advice. Just don't take orders. Make sure what you do is the product of your own conclusion of life. Yeah, dude. I might have to read over this book on my own time. There's a lot of shit on here. Oh, flashback. Yeah, Back sounds when... like some interesting stuff, man. He sounds like uh, somebody that you can learn a lot from. It's yeah. weird to see this type of stuff that there's like motivational speakers who like give you like the little tidbits of, you know, life knowledge that they've picked up along the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those people are super real and genuine and like they've got a lot of valuable things to say. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's another lesson taken away from that is, you know, don't assume that just because they call themselves a motivational speaker that they're all bullshit. Yeah. Some of them actually can hit something in you and give some of them a shot. Yeah, this man definitely started everything for me. Yeah, one of the things that he said that... uh, Wow, fuck. Brain fart, I forgot. Whatever, it's gone. Whatever, yeah. it's gone. But yeah, uh, so I started doing the whole journal thing. I started doing that. And then uh, some, so some months down the line, things didn't really work out with me and my brother-in-law. And then my brother-in-law ended up kicking me out of the, his apartment. Mm-hmm. So I had to move back to here in Texas with my mom. Do you uh, want to talk about that story? What happened between you and your brother-in-law? No. All right. It's just, we had, a, we had a disagreement about something and it turned out to be more than just that. And then... Yeah, so I ended up getting kicked out. Uh, it was it was a no like physical altercation, nothing crazy like that. It's just, yeah, it's just shit happens. Shit, shit happens. So, <laughs> so that happened. Uh, so now I'm in Texas with this newfound vision of life. Like my mind is just completely open. Uh, I'm here and I'm looking for a job. Now I didn't I didn't just want any job. I was I was also studying the law of attraction, which is very real. Okay. So I was studying the law of attraction and, uh, and so I was like, okay, I, I want a job where I could help people because, you know, I have this new light in my life and I wish to give that to others. So I'm looking for jobs, looking for jobs and I run into a job. And I was hesitant to apply to it because remember the school I told you about that my ex went to and she ended up cheating on me? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the school. 
that I was hesitant to apply to. So I ended up working there. So I got the job, ended up working there. I became uh, what you call a residential advisor. Uh, so like I said, kids. So, so what, so what this place is, it's called Gary Job Corps. It's a, it's a, it's a free trade government funded trade school facility for at risk youth is what they call it. I don't like that term, but that's what they call them. So a lot of these kids come from nothing. Uh, a lot of them have not the best upbringing. So some of them decide to come live there for a while till they knock out their schooling. So, and there's about, there's like 12 different dormitories and I was in charge of one of them. I was in charge of 80 kids. I had to know other names. I had to learn who they are, everything. And it was one, and that's what started another whole fucking journey, dude. Damn. So I worked there for about, yeah, it was 2016. I worked there till the end of the beginning of 2019. Uh, from there, I was, I was everything, dude. Like I was these kids' big brother, their uncle, their dad, their best friend they never had. Uh, I did a lot. I helped these. I helped out a lot of kids there. I helped. I te I taught them everything that I was taught. I taught myself to help me get out of what I was going through. And a lot of these kids had some fucked up stories, man. A lot of them have some crazy stories that they went through. And uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for that job. I helped out a lot of kids, and I still talk to a few of them to this day. A lot of them are doing well. Some of them still thank me to this day for everything that I've done for them. Uh, I'm proud to say that I helped 13 kids out of suicide. I talked them out of it. Uh, good thing I was. Some of them came straight to my office saying that you know they want to kill themselves. Some of them, I walked into their rooms and I see them doing something weird, and they ended up telling me what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Helped out a lot of kids there, man. Any Gary kids listening? Shout out to y'all. I still remember y'all. Insane. That's deep. Yeah, dude. There's there's a lot to talk about there. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. How long were you there for? For about three years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So far, I think that's the longest you've stayed at any job. Yeah, it was. <laughs> As long as I stayed at any That's job, good. you found something there for sure. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, it was it was dope, man. It was it was a it was a good run while it lasted. So then, uh, you left um three years down the road. You uh, ended up leaving the job. Why? Uh, so the government, so the the facility is under contractors to oversee it. A new contractor came in and the job that i had at the time the residential advisor they said that i needed to i need i need to have a bachelor's degree because it's considered like teaching it's like a teaching thing which clearly is not you're That's literally babysitting kids like grown kids have you ever thought about going back to school going to school yeah um getting your ged and going to college i have i have my ged that's how i got these jobs oh all right yeah cool. i have we, my gd we missed that part at what uh, point did you decide to finish that up as soon as i dipped out of high school because i knew i had to get a job to help my mom oh ah, all right cool so i got that That's immediately a big piece man yeah all right so you could go to college 
Yeah, I can. But it's if you wanted to. If I wanted to, yeah, it's a big yeah. if. But eh, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, college is cool and everything, but it's just not for me. I'm not harping on it. It's just what I want to do in life. College can't give me. I don't need it. I don't need a degree from anything to do what I want to do. So, okay. So yeah, I mean, I know it's gonna be a rough road, but I mean, it's gonna be worth it. Definitely worth it. So, three years down the road, down the line, you leave this job. Mm-hmm. Um, I interrupted. So continue. What happened there? So uh, uh, I left the job, and then I I was unemployed for a little while because I couldn't find a job that I wanted to have. Like I'm like to me like still to this day I'm stubborn to what job I want to do, which I sh- it's it's kind of an issue, but I'm working on it. But yeah, I'm not the type to just get any job. But now that, you know, I have a set goal and there's certain things I need funded for, it's like, it's helping me deal with just get any job and just and just to put in my head, it's temporary. But after the job, uh, I was unemployed for about six months. And then uh, I started job hunting and then I started job hunting in Austin. And then I found a job offer to be a, to work at a front desk at a gaming lounge called evo's esports arena so i've never heard about that can you uh what is what's evo's what is that well it was uh esports lounge that where you go in and just play games but they ended up shutting down Uh, okay due to financial circumstances did you uh tell me more about that so uh i went there i spoke to the owner real cool guy i told him okay i just don't want to work here uh i'm also i also do advertising i'm good with instagram so i know how to do instagram marketing social media marketing he was interested so we worked something out i ended up working for him as a freelance marketer for a little while uh and then that's somewhere down the line that's where i met you uh did the whole summer camp thing that was fun (laughs) That was fun, dude. I actually want to do it again this year, man. Like, I know. I mean, yo, we can talk. We can talk after. I've, there's yeah. some stuff happening. I don't know. I think you'd be interested to hear it. Cool. So the uh, so my role in the summer camp was I was the resilience coach, but I feel like I didn't really fulfill that role because I was busy doing other things for the owners. And uh, this time, I actually want to be more involved in it. I think it'd be super cool to actually help kids out because that's still that's still in me helping kids out be best versions of themselves and I have all the tools necessary to do it. Yeah, that's still my drive. I want to do it. So I worked there for a little while. Uh they shut down after I think I was like it was like six months. They shut down like last was it October, something like that. Somewhere around that I don't even remember. Yeah, something like that. It was like right after the camp ended. Yeah. It was like a month or two after the camp ended. So yeah, October they shut down. Uh, then the owner decided to run his own organization. He's still working on it to this day. Uh, he wants me to be involved in it, but that's to be announced, to be determined, all that stuff. Uh, right now, I'm just, right now I'm currently unemployed, just working full-time on my career as a podcast guest, or guest, wow, a podcast host. <laughs> You're guest Yeah, right I'm a now, guest right man. now, yeah. That's what threw me off. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm just working on being a podcast Uh host doing this show uh i eventually want to incorporate streaming 
into this. Uh, I have other ideas that I'm putting in the works once I start building my network with other streamers and uh, influencers within the gaming industry. I have a lot of cool ideas. I can't wait for those to start rolling okay, out. Okay, right. Ideas with the podcast or like outside doing some other stuff? Outside doing some other stuff. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, Anything this... you can share with us now? Uh, This is your audience, don't forget. Yeah, this is my audience. Uh, Nothing right now. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to throw ideas and then say it flops and then people are like, what happened to this idea? And I'm like, it flopped. You know, I don't want to explain myself, but... Oh, uh, that's fine. There's stuff... I... I'm working on stuff. It's going to be dope. Okay. All but right, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I'm currently looking for a job right now. Oh, I got to get something night shift though because it works better with my schedule. So it's funny. I'm applying to these jobs, right? And they keep telling me I'm overqualified. <laughs> Wait, really? What kind of jobs? Like just basic like or... nights. Like because I'm trying to look for night shift jobs. And like I, I can't get a job in my field because it's all during the day. It's like, what nah, is your field? Like uh like working with troubled youth personal development uh like an office job doing some kind of marketing but everybody wants wants me to work in the morning i'm like i can't i got other shit i'm doing well what is the other stuff that you're doing if you don't mind me this like all this like i'm trying to and knowing that you know i could just get a night shift job because this is my baby like this all this right here i'm making this a priority so i'm working my way around it all right i'm working yeah i'm working around this yeah, there's no obligation to uh, to stop doing this to take on a paycheck out of necessity. Yeah, it seems like you've got a pretty sweet setup. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get this going. But like all these night shift jobs, like Night Stalker. Uh, I want to I want to interrupt you there because the huge, huge, huge thing. All right, huge deal. Yeah. All right. Chris has realized what he wants to do. And he has put himself in a situation where he feels it's best to make that a reality. All right. And specifically for Chris, it's moving back in with his parents so that he doesn't have to pay bills. I mean, I'm sure he helps around the house. I don't know his responsibilities and stuff, but it takes off so much pressure so that he's able to then pursue what he actually wants to do with his life. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of like energy in especially the United States about how you have to be the best you could possibly be. You have to have 14 jobs. If you live with your parents and you're 24, you're a giant failure. Screw all that. If you know what you want to do and you see an opportunity to set yourself up to make that succeed, like Chris has done, and it means moving back in with your parents so that you can help them out around the house and not have to take on a dumb job so because you, you need a paycheck to pay for the apartment that you don't need because your parents have space for you. That doesn't make any sense, all right? And if anybody is telling you that you need to go have a job so that you can pay your bills, so for what? For no reason, basically, right? So that you can keep being a cog in the wheel so that you can keep feeding whatever the society is telling you to put, you know, pressuring you into, scrap it, throw it away, right? Put your priorities in order, put your passions up front, and follow Chris's lead. Do what needs to happen, even mm. if it means moving back here with your parents. Well said, my friend, well said. Yeah, and plus, I'm 29. You know, don't don't let age be the reason. Like, like I understand, too why people can't do what i do because they don't really have the best relationship with their parents but i have a oh yeah that's I have a big a, deal yeah i have a <laughs> i have a great relationship with my mom uh we get along great and you know she's to this day still my best friend i tell her everything she's fucking awesome 
And yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things why she's helped. Like I, she knows about all my goals. She understands why I'm doing this, what I'm doing, and you know she's being patient with me. She's fucking awesome. So that's definitely a huge factor. If you have good relationship with your parents, don't. Yeah, the whole the whole idea of like you have to be independent by the, by your like 24. Like that's that's a lot to ask from somebody, especially if they don't have the right guidance in life. So yeah, like there's there's really no way. I'm not saying there's a right way to do in life. It's just there's there's only a way for you because every situation is different and you shouldn't feel right. ashamed of what other people think. Like People still be like, you just live with your mom? I'm like, I technically don't live with her. Like, we're living with each other because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fucking 12 anymore. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. So, you know, yeah. fuck, fuck what people think. But here's the flip side of it. Um, I have an opportunity to... So yeah, okay. So let's do this. Let's let's rewind. So, uh, so Evos didn't. So the esports lounge closes, and fast forward all the way to 2020, January 12th today. Uh, yeah, I'm still working on this. Um, I'm trying to find a job to fill in the night shift so I can you know pull my weight around here. Like, don't get me wrong. You still gotta pull your weight no matter where you're at. Don't be fucking lazy. Don't have people. Have people, you know, it's okay for people to hold your hand, but it's not okay for them to drag you and carry you. There's a big difference, ladies and gentlemen. Know that I difference. Like that. So, definitely, I'm out here uh, looking for ways to pull my own weight. But I have a opportunity, have two opportunities to move to California. I got a buddy of mine that I met actually at the Gary Job Corps. He's a real good friend of mine. Uh, he actually doesn't like Texas no more. So he wants to move back to his hometown in L.A. Uh, he's renting a three-bedroom house. Him and his buddy is going to move over there. And he wants me to move with him. And he says he knows my goals about being in the gaming industry. And we all know everything happens in freaking L.A. in the gaming industry. So I feel like that'd be a good opportunity for me to go over there. And then there's a lot of influencers that live in L.A. or in well, California in general. Uh, it's also been increasingly happening in Dallas. And Austin is a pretty big streaming city. Dallas is huge on esports. Austin is big on streaming. And I think that Texas is a... What's the word? It's like going out west to mine for gold right now, staying in Texas. But I don't know. I'm sure people would argue with me about that. I think there's a lot of opportunity and nobody has capitalized on that yet. So there's like a window. And if you've got the foresight and the plan, I think you can make something happen here. But we'll have to talk about that. All that aside, let's get, let's continue with your yeah. story. So <laughs> I have an opportunity to move to LA uh, with that. And then also I have a, a buddy that's still in the army. He lives in San Diego. I told him about my situation. He offered me to stay at his place as well. He has an extra room, extra bathroom. He says, I have my own space to do what I need to do. He even offered me to live there for free for a couple months until I get on my feet. So my plan is, is probably going to San Diego, live with him for a little bit until my buddy moves back home. And then I'm going to go visit LA. And if I like it, I'm going to stay in LA. If I don't, I'll stay in San Diego. But if I don't like San Diego, I'm going to come back to Texas over here in Austin. And then I'm going to try to like, I agree as well. Like there's, there's some leverage here, but I don't live in Austin, so I don't see everything. So I'm mm -hmm. trying, I'm trying to get more info on that, of what you're talking about. Cause I, I re I have a feeling there's a huge window of opportunity here in Austin, but it's just, I got to figure it out 
what it is. Yeah. And the thing about the podcast for you is that you can do it remote. So maybe going and exploring different cities and hitting different networks and different populations of people, maybe that's going to be really valuable for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those crossroad points, man. I, I'm going de- to say, what would happen if I chose the yeah, other thing? <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely there, dude. It's definitely there. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely, I've never seen, I've never been to the West Coast. So I'm def, for sure, I'm going to go visit my, my buddy that's over there. I'm going to go visit it, catch, feel the vibe of it, and see how it is. And if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't, I'm just going to stay in Austin because I love mm-hmm. Austin. Like, I'm, I'm barely over there, but when I'm over there, I love it. It's so dope. I love the culture mm-hmm. over there. And I feel like gaming is, slowly making its way in there and yeah can't wait i want to be a part of it all right so that's a pretty long journey we got through about uh, how old are you again 29 29 29. we got through 29 years of experiences Mm -hmm. that's a lot of journey that's a lot to learn so we're gonna jump into the next segment what attributes have you come out the other side with um, so how this works is I'm going to mention a characteristic, for example, grit or gratitude or integrity, and you're going to rate yourself on that characteristic. One being I'm awful, five being I'm a god. A god, right? okay. One being the worst, five being the absolute best on the planet. All right. So okay. we're going to start it off. Uh, grit, one through five, grit. Definitely a 4.5 for sure. Okay. Uh, How do you feel like you're going to get that next half point? What's going to what's gonna help you push that up to a 5? Well, I don't think I'll ever get to that point because I'm not a god. I don't think I'll ever be a god. <laughs> hey, man. Never say never. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, my grit is actually a 4.5. Uh, but what, what would it take for me to get there is um, I don't think... I don't think I'll ever get there because there's in life in life there's there's no full potential there's no cap of full potential of of a human being even science shows to this day like there's no limit to human potential so I feel like okay. my grade will always be at 4.5 because I will never know my full potential but yeah I get wait, it always could you push it to a 4.99 I believe so yeah okay all right all right, all right cool 4.99 I like that <laughs> uh what has your grit done what has your high value and grit done to help you in life so the biggest the biggest reality check of my own grit when i was when i went to the military i had the worst drill sergeant any private could ask for when you go into basic training it was hell um there's an interesting factor there's there's a uh clinical psychologist and uh psychology psychology professor in psychology in toronto his name is jordan peterson he mentions that humans are more tougher than they think when they face adversity and danger humans they self-reflect on how much tough tougher they really are so with that being said i never really knew how tough i was until the bullshit that i went through through basic training and i feel like that was the biggest realization of what my grit was is that no matter what I went through, all the circumstances, all the, all the, all the heartaches, all the uh, headaches, all the physical training I had to do, all the mental games I had to go through, it was insane, dude. 
And the fact that I look back and I went through it when there were some people that actually mentally broke down and had to leave halfway in. And I was the one that I was one of the people in my platoon that made it out alive. <laughs> it was it's fucking dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely proud to graduate from that. From that basic training. All right, next one. We're going to go into social intelligence. Rate yourself on social intelligence. Social intelligence would definitely have to be, again, a 4.5 for sure. This guy, this guy. (laughs) What? Why why you say that? (laughs) So, all right. So, so you're, you're almost there. You're almost to the 4.99. Okay. What's holding you back? What's holding me back is that. I don't think I've met enough humans yet to understand who they are, but I have a pretty good general idea of who they are. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of experience with humans, again, with the Army. Uh, the biggest help was my job that I spoke about at Gary Job Corps. Just seeing people, how they react. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a test on the internet, which I highly recommend everybody take. It's called the Myers-Briggs test. Don't do it. It's fake. It's fake. I mean, we talk about it later. It's fun, but it's uh, it's shady. I don't know. Shady is not the right word. Shady implies that it's like intentionally trying to trick you. It's it's not one hundred percent (laughs) scientific. Wow. Okay. Anyway, I still recommend it. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I still recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. But, social intelligence myers briggs yeah so take that test it'll definitely show you a lot about yourself i don't even know why i brought that up honestly fuck you you like completely threw me off my saying bad, that you completely threw me off fuck <laughs> where was that going with this all right social intelligence you know with the people that i learned and stuff oh yeah so that that's why i brought it up uh so the myers briggs test showed that there's 16 different personality types like 16 and I feel like I've had a, I don't think I've explored all those personality types yet because there's still some characters that I run into every now and then that surprise the fuck out of me. <laughs> okay. So. What is your Myers-Briggs personality type? INFJ. INFJ? Okay. It's actually, that's actually, you know, according to this, uh, you know, fake test, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the top 5% of personalities, the strongest personalities. So in the test, when you take it, it, sh- it shows who you share your personality test with, who has the same one as you. So mine is Oprah, Martin Luther King, Socrates, uh, a few other badasses. But I was like, what? I have the same personality type as them. So basically it comes down to is that you're really into helping humanity, I guess you could say. Like you want to be a part of the growth of humanity and make it better. And then also, more importantly, you want to make individual lives better. And that's just, that's where I'm at. What does uh, INFJ, those are four letters. Mm-hmm. What does, what do each of those letters stand for? I forgot. It's do you been know? a while. Yeah. All right. I just, I just pulled it up. Do you mind if I read it off? Yeah, go ahead. So I stands for introverted. Yeah. And sure. N is intuitive. F is feeling. And J is judging. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So if anybody who does, is not familiar with the test. Uh, his results were introverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging. Yeah. 
Very true. Okay. So next one, let's go into gratitude. Rate yourself on gratitude. Oh, dude, that's a that's a solid five right there. Okay. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned Got before, me. like I mentioned before, I have every reason to be the total fuck up in life because I had all the right ingredients, but like to this day, I still don't know. Like what caught what what in my brain decided to run away from that and use that as a lesson instead of succumbing to all that and becoming an example of just my dad. I don't know why, but um to this day, like I'm still I'm still grateful for all the friends that I've met. Like honestly, half half of this equipment is based on the gratitude of other friends, such as like Pete. If you're listening to this, Pete, shout out to you, bro. You've been a big help. He he actually let me borrow his PC. He had an extra PC. So I have oh, okay. I have his nice. PC. This webcam is actually from Zach, that the guys that I met over at Evo's. Uh this monitor from Zach. This TV was like from my mom. She had an extra TV. This desk, my mom actually paid for it, but I built it myself. I got the own wood and like everything that's here is like this mic. Even this mic is Zach's right here. It's crazy. Well, Zach so, hooked you up, man. And yeah, Pete, too, getting Pete hooked me up, and it's and there's a there's an important lesson here, guys, is that these guys didn't let me use this stuff, like not only from the pureness of the heart, but it's because I gave them value and in their lives, and I showed how much they're worth in my life. And when you do that for people, and you show them, and you truly appreciate people, people will do things for you. Now, don't use this as a vindictive way. Some people out there fucking do that. But be genuine. Be genuine with how you treat people. Because I honestly am always grateful for the people that I run into in my life. And if I can help them in any way, I do it. And I feel like some people are the same for me, too. So that goes back to my social intelligence. Like, I'm, I used to suck at making friends. But now, like, I feel like I'm great at making friends. Because I, I, I could see the good. I could sense good nature in people. Like you, Sam. I love you, buddy. You're oh, out here. Thanks. You're out here trying to do some things. You're out here trying yeah. to do some things, and I see it. And you know, down the future, down the line, we we'll definitely work together to make some stuff happen. I'm down. Yeah. I'll sponsor the podcast one day. Hey. All right. Next up, integrity. Integrity. Ooh, that's a five. Uh, for sure. I have to. I have to be honest with myself. And to be honest with myself, I'm honest with others. For sure. I have, I don't know. I lived, there's a, there's a pretty big part that I left out in my childhood on purpose, okay, but all right. I guess I'll bring it up. Um, I was a really bad kid. Like I said, I, I never knew growing up. Um, I was, yeah, I'm just going to say that I was a very bad kid. I, I did a lot of bad things that I'm definitely not proud of. A lot of it was having false integrity um and i definitely learned from that like, like still to this day i don't know what stopped me from continuing to go on down that path but yeah man it's yeah integrity is definitely huge if if your life is shit it's more than likely because you don't have enough integrity within yourself you have to be honest with yourself and be honest with others to a certain extent is that mm. and one of the biggest things i learned is that humans are smarter than they think they are we pick up on social cues a lot. And if you're bullshitting yourself, a lot of people can peep that. And if 
and one of the biggest things I learned in life is that if you don't take yourself serious, others won't take you serious. Okay. Good. Um, that was very, uh, what's the word? Not emotional. It was passionate. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Tolerance. Tolerance. Oh man. That's, that has to be a five. My, my tolerance for bullshit is so high, dude, because here's the reason. All right, I'm ready. Uh, let's say like people wise, my tolerance for people, 99% of the things they do is not their fault. It's, um, there's a good, there's a good Buddhist quote. He says, if you blame others, you'll never learn your lessons. If you blame yourself, you're halfway there. But if you blame no one, you're already there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's a huge quote that I live by is that it's not, it's not people's fault to a certain extent who they are and what they're doing because we're all a product of our experiences and lessons that we wish to choose to interpret in our brain and use as patterns in our lifestyle. And again, like I said, I don't know why I'm different. <laughs> I peep that shit. Like I see, I have a bad pattern. I recognize it and I see, and then I, okay. And then I analyze it. Where did this come from? And I said, okay, this is where I got it from. It's not a good pattern. I need to change it. So I change it. So, so my tolerance with people is that like, if they're rude to me in public, if I'm at a gas station or somebody cut me off in traffic, it's, it's not their fault. It's, it's, it's the way they live. Like my dad, it's not his fault that he was an alcoholic. He was force fed beer as a baby which causes his brain to introduce it into his body. And then it's not his fault. It's not. It's just due to unfortunate circumstances. And that's definitely a so, lesson I want everybody to learn is that when people do things, it's not their fault. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so jumping into that, it's not one of them that I chose, but I feel like it's important to bring up now. Uh, talk a little bit to uh, self-awareness. Talk to that a little bit. All right, so self-awareness in order to in order to create self-awareness is that you have to hit rock bottom in life. That's what I noticed. When everything just seems that's against you uh it's it's like being put against the wall. Like the farther you're away from the wall, the more you could bullshit. But once that gap closes and you have nowhere else to run, you you face something that you were scared to face and one of the biggest things you have to do in life people is that you have to face the things that you're running away from because we never really get rid of our demons we just learn to live above them that's a huge factor in life we all have our own demons that we have to deal with and people have shitty lives because they either they either run away from those demons or they make friendships with those demons so that's why you see a lot of miserable people out there. It's because for one, it's, I mean, you can give everybody the best advice and they could just do it, but they won't do it because it's, it's easy to take advice, but you know, what's easier not taking advice. Just continue doing what you want to do. That's what's easier in life. And that's what people do. People don't have that. People haven't been through enough in their life to change their lives. And if they have, they think they went through a lot in their life, they use it as an excuse, as a reason why their life is shit. 
people a lot of people just settle man and yeah true and it's it's so fucking unhealthy out out there like we're, we're we have everybody in the world no matter if you went through the worst shit in life you could always use that and be an example for somebody that's going through that shit in their life because you yeah. have the answers how, how you use went through it as it. fuel mm-hmm. and people don't see it like that like people it's easy to play the victim very easy it's easy to play the victim. It's hard to be a student and learn and go and build the grit, build the integrity, uh, face your demons to build that self-awareness of who you are. And that, that's, that's what makes us different. And then I believe every, every human is very capable of doing that. But, you know, it's just easier not to do it. It's easier just to go with the flow instead of going against the tide and learning and go through the bullshit to learn who you are. But once you do it, my friends, you know, you build things like this. I'm building my podcast. I'm building my personal brand around gaming. It's just I had every reason to be a victim, and I chose to be a student of my own life and also plan to teach other people. Speaking of your brand, what, do you, what would you say that your Instagram mostly focuses on? What do you want to achieve with that? The, the biggest thing I want to sh- put out there is like it's, it's a lot of personal development stuff right now. Cause that's, that's where my Instagram grew its growth from. Cause I, I used to have like 15 K followers, but then I stopped for a while because personal reasons, but now I'm down to like 10 K. So it was mostly like inspirational videos. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, it was, it was mostly like inspirational quotes, you know, stuff that I read in books, uh, inspirational videos, you know, life, like little, little golden nuggets that I learned in books and, uh, videos that I learned. But I'm slowly trying to transgress that into like, because that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do I put gaming and personal development together? Well, I feel like this podcast is a good first step. I'm interviewing gamers on how, because, you know, having this kind of career is not fucking easy. And especially, you know, if you become Twitch partnered or Mixer partnered, you know, it takes work. And And every human has a fucking story. So I wish to, this is what the whole point of this podcast is to, bring out that story of others and and all the shit that they went through to get to what they have now. So that's a good first start. And also, man, like I'm just trying to the gaming industry. There's a lot of, um, like I, I've talking to a, a few, uh, I guess you could say people that are up there in the gaming industry. And a lot of it is people are measuring each other's dicks. You know, I have more subs than you. I make more money. You know, I have more, this more, that more clout. But then at the end of the day, people are still fucking miserable. So I'm trying to I'm trying to bring that little I'm trying to add that little ray of positive light into the gaming industry to where listen, motherfuckers, it's not all about that for one. And and the only way I could be that kind of authority voice is bring my own brand up to their level and be that one guy like, hey, this is the guy that is proof that, you know, cloud doming shit. All that matters is that how you what kind of impact you want to leave in somebody's life. And that that's what I want. And another quote that I love to live by is that you may forget, you may forget my name. You may even forget what I look like, but you'll never forget how I made you feel. That's my goal. Okay. It's a deep quote. Yeah. I think honestly, I would forget a face before I forgot a name though. So maybe switch, <laughs> switch those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and personal preference people are better with names people are better with faces. that's true all right so let's jump in uh next one patience rate yourself on a scale of uh, one to five 
patience. My patience is a five. One of the biggest okay. things that Army taught me is uh, there's this <laughs> there's this good motto is hurry up and wait. So say like we had to be in formation at nine a.m. They'll fucking rush us. Be there by nine. No, we got to be there by like eight forty-five. We're in formation by eight forty-five. Nine o'clock comes around. Nothing's going on. Nine thirty hits. Nothing's going on. Ten o'clock hits. Nothing's going on. So that's what the military is all about. Hurry up and wait because they teach you patience. Is that I've been trained to learn to wait for long periods of time for no reason. Yeah. I feel like the army has taught me that. And then so now it's just like waiting at a doctor's appointment or waiting on something, waiting in traffic. It don't bother me just because the army distilled that into me. Like, you know, there's more to life. And this, like, if you're sitting, what taught is that while you're standing there, you kind of just learn to take in the world that's around you that you choose to ignore because everybody's on a go, 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 you know? And then they don't sit back and focus. Like, instead of worrying about the traffic, why don't you, you know, sit there and enjoy what's going on around you? It's also, it's like an anxiety that people have. Like, if you're not patient, it's, I think the opposite of patience is anxiety. So then it's like this anxiety that they have to be getting in as much as possible every single day. So sitting in traffic or sitting at a doctor's appointment or waiting in a line is taking time out of this day that they've been trying to fit in as much stuff as possible. And it's like you have a lot more than just that one day. You have Mm -hmm. a lot more than that hour. The 15 minutes that you're sitting in traffic doesn't mean anything in the you know, why are you going to like get anxious and stress out and yell at other cars and, you know, ruin your own day and not to mention everybody else's. Yeah. It makes sense. So, dude. Perfect sense. All right. Charisma. My charisma. <laughs> oh man. My charisma is definitely a five dude. Uh, I mean, I think, I think you could agree to that. You know, I'm a pretty charismatic person due to conversations we have and stuff. Uh, depends on the topic of course, but it wasn't taught. I mean, it wasn't instilled in me. I had to teach them myself this shit. Like, I was definitely introverted, picked on a lot, as I said before. Uh, came to Texas. It definitely opened up my horizons. We're like, wow, people are so charismatic here. And I noticed I started talking. Like, I could just talk to strangers now, like on a whim, and have a casual, good conversation with people. And before, it wasn't like that. Before, I would just like kind of keep my distance and stuff. But yeah. Do you, do you think that you've become more extroverted or do, do you think that you're still an introvert who has learned how to be extroverted in the right moments? That I'm still okay. I'm still I'm still very introverted. I love being at home cuz uh I wouldn't say it's comfort, but it is comfort, but at the same time, uh I'm grateful for everything cuz everything that I'm grateful for mostly is right here. So yeah, I don't I don't feel the necessity to go out and have to live life. Like, of course, there's certain times, you know, like if somebody says, hey, let's go out and celebrate this or let's go out and have a bite here. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I'll go out. I'll, but, you know, if you ask me if I prefer to stay home and watch anime with my friends, then go out to a bar and drink. I'll definitely stay home and watch animes with my friends. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just me. But I could definitely be extroverted for sure. Yeah, I like that. I think it's like a spectrum. A lot of people think it's one or the other. Either you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I think there's a spectrum, and um, that speaks to that. Yeah, it's not really black and white. Like for me, there's definitely a gray area. I could, uh, I choose to be introverted, but I I can be extroverted if I want to. Now, what about critical thinking? Critical thinking again. Yeah. Yeah, I keep coming back to the army. Wow, the army really taught me a lot. 
in life. Yeah. I feel like that was a good turn. In such a short amount of time, too. Yeah. It's... I feel like it was because it was boot camp, like the, that really intense two months, or do you think it was just being in the Army in general boot for, camp. for that short? Okay, all right. Boot camp was, yeah. was definitely the turning point in my life where it taught me a lot. Like, I definitely, if I ever have kids, I'm not sure if I want to bring kids into this crazy-ass world, but uh, I definitely recommend kids go to basic training and get a feel of what life is really about out there in the world it's only two months dude it's the biggest like, two months of your life it's such an right it's such an important thing i feel mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't want to say that I, I i think that everybody there should be like a required like military service but i feel like that boot camp experience should be much more common Mm -hmm. What you're saying, and I share the same experience, and I've heard it from a lot of other people. Those two months are really packed with valuable shit, you yep. know. Yep. And it seems like you're just there suffering, and that's a lot. That's a huge part of it. But there's a lot of growth that happens mm -hmm. in a short amount of time, and I think a lot of people could value or could uh, gain value from that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, I don't know how it is in the navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially nowadays, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it is in the Navy, but in the Army, there's red phase, white phase, and blue phase. Uh, so the beginning is red phase, which is three weeks, which is like three weeks of hell. You get fucked up. Like, they throw you straight into the ocean with the sharks, and then you just get a hard reality check of where you're at and what the hell you're about to go through. I feel like everybody needs that in life. Yeah. Everybody. All right. Everybody. So you didn't actually give me a number, though. Critical thinking. Five. Five. Okay. Mm -hmm. God. The God of critical thinking right here. Mm -hmm. You're looking at him. Yeah. So, so like, so like if I'm at, if I'm, if I'm just walking and a bomb blows up and everybody needs help, I'm that guy to be like, all right, what do I need to do? What do I got to do? Okay. I'm that guy. I'd be like, I got a plan. Let's go. Let's get it. Speaking of you surviving during the nuclear holocaust, luck. <laughs> uh luck yeah uh luck luck is luck is very interesting yeah uh i i feel that i've had a lot of luck in my life because okay. things could have went really bad real quick again five five luck is definitely a five for sure okay i feel like i've dodged a lot of bullets in my life i could be totally different uh the people that i met you know, a lot of it's like my choices, of course. Like, you know, I chose to go to work at Evo's. I chose to keep going. I chose to go to the army. But those choices came with a lot more unexpe unexpected lessons and circumstances that I hold dear as lessons to my human nature to this day. So I feel like that's where the luck came in. Okay. So the, the, we're going to stay on luck for uh, a little bit longer. So. I'm hearing a lot recently. I can't remember specific uh, places, but it's been on like podcasts, on TV, on the radio, whatever. But when people talk about luck, mm -hmm. there's like, uh, I there's all these different ideas about what luck is and how it manifests itself into people's reality. Mm -hmm. What is luck to you? Is it some cosmic thing that sort of happens? Is it you seeing opportunity? Is it something okay. totally different? So, let me let me get my leg up. So I'm ready. Mind matter. 
Mind, mind matter? Mind over yeah. matter. Oh, it's actually wow. part of my clothing line. I, I used no. to have a clothing line, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Wait, are you for real? Yeah, this is my clothing line. Well, that, that joke went over my head. Mind over matter went right over my head. I don't know why I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, mind over <laughs> matter. But yeah, I used to have a clothing line and had inspirational quotes, which I do plan to bring out soon after my brand blows up a little bit more. But that's in the future. Yo, but, you put that shirt out with the gold lion logo on it. Just the logo looks dope on a shirt. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'd, I'd, I'd probably drop like... This four, is my hat too. I got this hat. $497.82. Oh, well, fuck. So this hat... <laughs> okay, so the camera's flipping it, but it's actually yeah. be different backwards, mirrored. Uh, no, it looks like that for me. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then there you so go. So wait for your camera does it read it regular it looks yeah. like it just says be different yeah that's so funny that's weird <laughs> but now nah, it looks like that for me oh okay well not for the people that are watching this youtube but yeah uh, it says be different point, and that's my it's recording on your end my logo my uh the name of the brand was language apparel okay so language uh it's because that i believe the strongest force in the world is words Okay. I feel like words is the strongest force in the world, and yeah, a lot of crazy shit happens. Like, look at Donald Trump. He says a few things, the world goes crazy. Uh, Adolf Hitler, he said a few words, and look what happened to the Jews. He convinced everybody they were the scum of the earth, and then look what the fuck happened. Um, to get religious, you know, in the Bible it says, let there be light, and then there was light. It was the power of his words that created everything. So, there's a lot to take in from that. <laughs> But I digress. Uh, so your question about luck, what what is it that we pretty much is like? Is it something that we bring in with our own minds? Is it something we attract or what? Yeah, exactly. What what is luck? Where does it what come is, from? Why right. does it exist? Luck. I feel like luck. Luck is just a word that we use to explain what we can't explain. So it's something like miracle. Like what is a miracle? People say it's an act of God. Why is it an act of God? Because it's something that happened that we can't explain. We can't comprehend in our human brain. That's what it is. So luck is just, to me, luck is just a, a series of events and circumstances that worked in your favor, that you chose to work in your favor. You see what I'm saying? Give so, an example. So an example is um, me, me going to Evo's and meeting you. Okay. I could have just blew you off and said, fuck your summer camp. But I chose to stick with it because I believed in your vision. But that's the key point. I believed in your vision. Your perspective in life creates your luck. See what I'm saying? The fact that I chose to work with you because I believed in your vision is the reason why you chose to take the time out of your day to do this for me. Which, thank you, by the way. See what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah. I could call this luck, like, oh, I'm so lucky that I have a friend like you. It's like, yes and no, you know. It's like I chose from my perspective because I seen who you are and I believe in you and what you want to do. And it built this friendship because we got to know each other. And then, you know, your respect for me caused, you know, caused this. So I could call okay. this luck, but it was initially perspective is what creates your reality it's up to you what you want to see how you want to react how you how much you want to appreciate there's a lot of factors in it so we use this one word luck to explain what we can't explain yeah it seems like a, a little bit of a couple of different things i've heard 
Mm-hmm. All right, so those are your attributes. You, um, you've got your character built and ready. You've got your all geared up and you're ready to go. Now you're out in the world. Where's that yellow dot taking you on the mini-map? Where, where are you going? What's your main quest? All right, so my main quest right now in life is that I want to... My main quest right now is this podcast. So the main quest is that I want to bring a whole bunch of inspirational, influential characters in the gaming industry to come here, share their story, and then amongst that, I want to create something bigger. Now, I don't know if I should mention it, but I do... I, I mean... Fuck it, I'll mention it. So I do plan on having a uh, a game show. I want to stream a game show. So once I build enough reputation with all these other brands and all these people, I eventually want to invite them on to my uh, stream. And we'll, I'm going to, I don't know yet, but I have a lot of good ideas. And I want to make a game show with all these streamers. And the point of the game show is bring other brands to my stream and then because there's a lot of um there's a lot of hate that goes on between brands like a lot of people have certain hate towards xqc towards tim the Tatman, towards ninja towards dr lupo no matter how much good they're doing in the world there's always some kind of hate so i wish to bring them all together and bring their fans all in one place and just have a good time with their favorite streamer and i'm just trying to create happiness within the gaming industry that's my main quest okay what are some milestones that you're working towards to get you get the get you there? Uh, just working on myself, working on my personal brand, building my network. Uh, I mean, it starts slowly. You know, it's just it's just you know a little snowball effect. I just start networking, bringing people onto the podcast, building relationships, meaningful mm. relationships, not just business relationships. Uh, yeah, those that's basically it. Those are the business milestones. relationships can be meaningful. Okay. Just saying, yeah. Just saying, I mean, well, I mean, people you, have you like, know. you know, I'm just, I just talked to this person because you know he invests in my company. So other than oh, that, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. Uh, not like people trying to use each other. Type yeah. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, what is something that's going to happen to your podcast that you're like, I, I can't even imagine this happening, like hitting a million subs or something, or do hitting finally episode one thousand or something like that. Something huge that you like you're going to freak out when it finally happens. When my podcast finally gets to the point to where big names ask to be on my show to share their story. Uh, all right. Cause Who's the, the one target that you've got, like you, there's probably one, at least one that you're like, when I get this guy, I know I've made it. Who is it? Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> Cause he's, right. he's a, he's a, he's a tough He's a tough Yo. cookie to get to, and then he's very picky about what he does, and which I mean, by all means, of course. But and he doesn't need anybody. He don't. You know? He don't. Got his own that, thing going, and, and that's what makes it amazing. He that's what makes anybody. it great. Is that <laughs> where he sees my show and he's like, "I like what he's doing. I'm gonna get my team and reach out to him." Oh, yeah. And when that happens, I'm like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that's when I'm fully proud of what I did, but it's gonna be a huge realization. Like, holy shit. This, I literally created something to where somebody like him wants to be here. What That's is there an end to this? Is there going to no, be a day? There's going to be no, like, no. There's going to be no end. I'm going to do this going? till fucking what's that guy name? Larry King. I'm gonna go all the way to Larry King. Dude. <laughs> like I'm literally like I love talking yeah, yeah. to people, 
you could see it. I'm pretty sure some people, when I, a lot of people mentioned, like, you know, when I talk to them, I'm talking to them. Like, I'm fully in it and they feel it. It's because I'm really genuinely, I love people. I respect people for what they went through. Even though they share their story, they don't share everything, which I fully respect. Everybody's had their own paths. And I just, I just love people, dude. And one of the biggest things I'm really good at, I notice as I'm good at talking to people, not because, you know, in a vindictive way, but it's because I'm genuinely curious and interested in their story. And yeah. And I, I could just, I could just see myself talking to people for the rest of my life on my safe file podcast. Uh, yeah, it'll be tough to, you know, get, you know, fully, fully book this. Cause I mean, I, I was looking at some stats that there's only 40,000 Twitch partners right now, somewhere, give or take. So, I mean, assuming if I, you know, schedule them every Tuesday and Saturday or something, something weird, only do two a week, I feel like I'd be good for the rest of my life, given those stats. But there's more yeah. There's more to the gaming world than just Twitch. So there's YouTube, right. Mixer, and Facebook now. And other people, like, I still... Another person I want, I really want on here is a voice actor named Matthew Mercer. You know who he is? Nah, what does he do? What's he, a voice that he does that I would he recognize? He does McCree for Overwatch. Oh, uh, okay. He does him. And he, he has a few gigs in uh, all around the fucking gaming realm. Like, I guess he has a few gigs in... Uh, what's that? Monster Hunter? He does, uh, okay. he does some stuff in there, too. Uh, he's also... What did he do that caught your attention that made you want to have him on? Um, I heard about him, McCree, uh, where he was a voice actor for there. Uh, I hear that he does, he goes to a lot of conventions and meets his fans and does sign booths and stuff like that. Uh, so I was like, that's cool. He's a cool guy. But what really got me interested in his brand and his character and him is that he has this, he hosts a show called Critical Role on Twitch to where he, he's a dungeon master. He plays D and D with other voice actors. And oh, it, that's awesome! Yeah, it's. I think I've seen that. It's, it's fucking amazing. Popped up on the top. Yeah, every every Thursday. I'm I'm shouting them out, but you know they they go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, okay. and it goes for about four hours. It's it's amazing journey. Those guys are awesome. But yeah, I would love to have even all those guys on my podcast at least one at a time. Fuck, I might reach out to him now. Now that I think about it, I'm gonna do it. Like, all what's right. up, y'all? Right but yeah, down. not just streamers. I'm not. I'm trying to have on here, but I also have like voice actors, devs, uh, artists. I would love to have an artist come in, you know, and do it. It'd be amazing. So just the gaming industry and mm -hmm. its affiliated, yeah, like probably cosplayers, cosplay, famous cosplayers, yeah, yeah. Uh, CEOs of certain organizations. Like that'd be all dope. Anybody in the gaming industry, I want them on here. Okay um so do you got any side quests going on anything like working on your fitness you work yeah on i'm working on diet I'm, yeah so what i'm i'm definitely working on yoga i haven't okay i i've recently experienced yoga it's so fucking cool i want to do it i want <laughs> to do it where did you go where did you go my living room <laughs> oh, all right i literally uh it's because i was having issues with my lower back and then i realized i've been sitting out sitting down a lot ever since i got this set up because i'm just completely focused on my brand how long does it take you to edit an episode? Uh, depends. Uh, yeah, if there's like a lot of you know disconnects and stuff like that. So, I mean, they they usually rough. They roughly run smoothly. 
so it takes me about 30 minutes to an hour to edit but yeah i also have a uh another side quest i'm working on is my youtube channel uh right now i just have my podcast episodes on there but i don't know exactly what else i want to put on there i'm testing out omegle i meet a lot of interesting people on there and i feel like it makes good content but holy shit just to yeah, like i'll, I'll, I'll go live yeah i'll go live for like I, my my goal is to go live for an hour in Omegle, and just to make like a 15 minute video on YouTube, it takes hours and hours of editing. It's annoying. So I'm actually looking. Why does it take so long? Because it's just it's tedious. Yeah, ha- I have to watch the whole thing, and I'm like, hey, I like that. So I clip it, go, and then I find other segments that I like, and I clip it, and then I'm like, okay, all right, I got my segments. And after I got those segments, I do little. Just little little things like little zoom in, zoom out, little just little stuff. It's a lot of little fucking things, and it takes a lot of time to do it. Yeah, it's so all annoying. Those things add up. Yeah, it's so annoying. So I, I'm really looking for a a video editor. I have a buddy that's helping me out because he's in the video editing community. So I'm trying to find a video editor that's willing to work for free for a while. And yeah, it's gonna be hard, hard yeah. to uh, hard to find. Yeah, I believe, but yeah, I'm aware of that. But I do believe there's that one person that's willing to, that understands the concept of working for free for a bit. Because if that person comes to me and works for free, and then he, because he's going to be the catalyst of helping me get to the, to start making money on YouTube. Because if we push out, the more videos I push out on YouTube, the, you know, the faster it'll accelerate to where I want it to be and start making money. And then I'll make sure he's well or her he or she is well taken care of and i plan to work with him for the rest of my life it's not going to be some one-off thing yeah but i love That's my one of the good things about uh the gaming world and streaming and stuff is that people like expect that they're going to be giving like basically charity and volunteer work until that person get blows up it's like getting big on on twitch takes time and having those people that help you out along the way like the mods dude mm-hmm. there's like unspoken heroes like they do work for free basically to keep your chat clean and keep people feeling welcome yep and i plan on to you know i'm all about making sure everybody i'm the type of person if you know if i'm making it and i'm eating you know it ain't right i I want my people to eat with me too so i want to make sure everybody's eating and living good so if you're because if they're taking care of me i want to take care of them because honestly all all of my success would have never happened if it wasn't for them the mods, the editors. Sooner or later, sooner or later, I'm gonna get a manager. I already have somebody in mind for a manager. Okay. So, yeah, all them people, like, I'm gonna make sure they're taken care of. So, which game? Probably Call of Duty as well, because your life has been Call of Duty. It sounds like. Which game has taught you the most about life? Pokemon. 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 Yes. All right, explain. That okay. was unexpected. Yeah. Um, back in my early days, you know, after the Nintendo 64, uh, my dad bought me a Game Boy Advance. Okay. And my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Gold. The Advance, dude? Yeah, dude. I even had to buy... I remember, like, <laughs> playing that on the bus ride to school, and I had to buy, like, the light, the USB light. That yeah. <laughs> I had to get it, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I had to get and the it. Little mirror. They had like a magnifying glass. Thing yeah, I never time. used that. I never used that. I, I, I used it like for a week, and I was like, "This is actually annoying." And I yeah, it. very <laughs> annoying. So that actually taught me a lot about life. Um, uh, having Pokemon, training them, patience, 
uh, it actually taught me how to spend money. Believe it or not. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it taught me how to spend money. It taught me how to earn money, invest money into things. It taught me a freaking lot, dude. That that fucking game taught me a lot about life. And I still tell my parents to this day, like, hey, mom, you never taught me money, did you? She's like, no. She's like, wait, how'd you learn? I was like, Pokemon. I went and, <laughs> I went and bought potions and Pokeballs. And all right, this is how much I have. This is how much I need. This is how much I need to save in case some shit happens. You know, plan accordingly. I low-key, I learned how to use a savings, <laughs> even though I didn't have a savings account in Pokemon. But I learned how to save. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, learning, learning how to raise and be patient. Be patient with things. Learn how to grow something. It takes time to grow things. You have to grind. A lot of repetitiveness. Yeah. Pokemon taught me a lot. Shout out to Pokemon. Which game made you cry? If any game, game has ever made you cry. Yeah. Final Fantasy X. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see you understand so so again uh final fantasy 10 was the catalyst of me of my love for rpg games yeah uh actually yeah it was final that fantasy, yeah, final yeah, fantasy 10 and oblivion Elder Scrolls oblivion those were the two fucking games that just i'm like what is an rpg game yeah <laughs> It's you going around, growing your people, getting shit, being who you want. I learned that from the get-go. I was like, dude. So Final Fantasy X, I still remember playing that on my PS2 on my shitty TV that I had at the time. I remember like I could I could barely read my health and my, my characters' <laughs> names because it was so pixelated. I still remember that. And then I put I plugged that into like my big old TV I told you I bought for the first time, my L C D TV. Uh-huh. I was like it was a whole new world dude it was insane dude so did you beat the game you got all the way to the end yeah i beat the game so what made me what made me cry was um the very fucking end dude spoiler alert man no listen the game's like 20 plus years old yeah the game's old (laughs) yeah so what made me cry in the game was um the very end down to the very end that fucking high five that titus gives to his dad that high five dude that hey we did it. We made it. Our plan worked. Me becoming sin, bringing you here. You did your thing. You don't completely hate me, but you respect me enough to understand my decisions. And I feel like the reason why that made me cry and that story still holds dear to me and I still play that game every now and then is that it's because it reminds me of the relationship with my dad. Is that it goes back to, you know, I, I understand it's not your fault, the shit that you chose to do and all that stuff and why you've succumbed to the life that you did. And... You know, that high five reminded me, giving my dad the high five is that, you know, you're the reason why I'm, I'm, I am the, I am the person I am today. Dude, that's, that's deep. That's super deep. And it's one of the things that I feel like the gaming world, everybody's so about esports and streaming and Fortnite and all this. Mm-hmm. They're missing all the like deep, valuable life lessons and just beautiful artwork. These games are so much more than just competitive sports, you know. Mm-hmm. They are for sure. Esports is huge and it's it's fun to watch. But yeah, you play a good RPG with a good story that can actually teach you stuff, dude. That is, it's it changes your life. It really it yeah. can. A video game can change your life. Final Fantasy X definitely changed my life, man. It's oh, and also Final Fantasy X woke me up about religion 
mm-hmm. because how they were falsely being led by you Yevin and shit or Yevin I was like dude that's fucking insane so I started that's when I went through my own personal journey about religion and why am I Catholic oh because of this oh because of that and then now I have a whole different view of that's a whole nother topic I don't want to get into but yeah yeah, that, yeah that's another big life lesson I learned from Final Fantasy is that you know don't be so blind to religion don't just be a follower like do your fucking research and then build your own perspective in life instead of living on somebody else's perspective blindly so what are some of uh let's, let's just do one just one gaming achievement that you're super proud of the, the most proud of gaming achievement that i'm mostly proud of um hmm wow that's a good question it's the first question yeah. i yeah <laughs> i did right <laughs> shit that's a good question i need to ask that question more often i don't ask that question to people uh dang the biggest gaming achievement is oh getting all 100 and no getting all the bananas in donkey kong 64 and <laughs> donkey kong 64 dude that shit was hard that last part have you played it no oh dude the last I mean, part I played it, but I, I, I don't remember enough to... dude you have to go through king king cruel's fucking ship and you have to literally there's like you have like a there's like a 40 minute timer to def, to like go through everything uh, and then at the end you fight him and beat him and you get all that dude that was a bitch and i'm happy that i beat that <laughs> yes all right all right all right gaming achievement that was that was a pretty good one i didn't expect that i didn't see that coming <laughs> so what is your final boss your long-term down the road goal and why my big long-term final boss that i wish to conquer in my life is i want to be i want to be the role model for gamers of all ages i want to be the proof to show that no matter how bad your hand was dealt you could always make the most of what you got that's my final boss like i want to be the prime example to where you know you have every reason to be mad at yourself you have every reason to hate life you have every reason to just hate people that came and went in your life and used you through as like a piece of shit that you're not i want to be the person to prove that listen the shit that you went through was for a reason. Be a student. And then once you learn, be a teacher for other potential students that are going out there in the world learning through certain circumstances, through unfortunate circumstances. I want to be that role model for people. All right. That's good. That's honorable. Thank you. Um, so it seems like the same question. Nope. But I'm going to ask it because it's on here. <laughs> What is your save file? What impact do you want to leave behind? After defeating your final boss, what impact, what will be left in the yeah. file that you leave for the world? All right. So the impact I wish to leave in my save file when somebody opens it is that I want people to see that happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. It's hard to be happy. I understand that. So it's a tough it's a tough world out there. 
I want to be the reason when somebody looks back, they're going to be like, wow, this guy went through all this shit. This guy made so many people happy all because he chose happiness. He seen, he chose, he realized that there was, there's this dark area of life and he chose, he chose light. That's, that's basically it. Like, I want to be that person to prove Jedi that. Master. And then also, I also want to be the proof that there are good humans. When somebody looks back in life, be like, this was a really good fucking human being. He created all these charities for people. He changed all these lives. He did all this stuff for people. And he didn't have to, but he chose to because he believed in people before they believed in themselves. That's the kind of impact I wish to leave when somebody opens up my save file. All right. That's good. That's good. So <laughs> you're so nonchalant gonna, about that. You're just like, that's good. That's good. Well, <laughs> we, uh, we're going to, we're going to hold on. My wire got wrapped around my foot. <sighs> that's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, mission and goal. It's very honorable again. Thank you. So in a hundred years, when people find this podcast floating out in space, mm, okay. and they tune in to episode 10. Mm-hmm. They're going to know. They're going to open this up. They're going to load it up on their little whatever. Like, what do you, what do you think they're going to have in 100 years? Just floating hologram screens in yeah. front of their They're going to have contact lenses where they go like this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then they'll be able to see it right there. And they're going to be like... Yeah, yep, that, I honestly believe hear, that you're gonna hear Chris Ethan speaking from the past. Mm-hmm. But it could be your present, ladies and gentlemen. Back. Take note. All right. <laughs> um, any closing statements? So you you want to do the outro? The outro. What is the outro? Oh yeah, my own my own outro. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Or is there more you want to talk about that you don't think we've hit on? I mean, um, I, I hit the end of your questions, but we can keep going. Yeah. Uh, basically, again, Sam, thank you so much. This was, again, this was his idea that he wanted to do this. I mean, he don't... Okay, yeah, he chose to do nah, this. he forced me. He put a gun to my head. Yeah. yeah he forced was, me to I, fucking I, do I'm it, dude. Yeah. Again, Sam, I want to take this time to thank you, bro. Much love. Much appreciation. I appreciate you more than you think. You're a good friend. You're a good human being. I see the stuff that you want to put out there in the world and i support you 100 percent. if you ever need my help you need an investor down the line because i'm gonna be rich one day don't be afraid to ask for money just give me a business plan i'll be like i better get there first (laughs) (laughs) you better get there first what the hell but yeah uh i believe in your vision man and again thank you so much for this idea i never would have thought about doing this myself and uh yeah man thank you for doing this yeah, of course, awesome. dude. Happy to be here. Yeah. Shout out to Sam Gonzalez, a.k.a. Hybrid i9. Soon to be Hybrid i11 when that shit comes out. <laughs> we'll see what's up. But yeah, yeah ladies and gentlemen, uh, this concludes episode 10. Never what I would have thought I'd be making my own podcast. It's kind of crazy how life works out. So what I say from this after speaking about my life journey i really don't do this often especially somebody sitting here with me for two almost three hours to listen to deal with my story but what i learned in life is that just go for your dreams i mean death is too easy 
I feel like it's way too easy to just to get out of this life. Um, there's you, you, you as a human being have more power than you think you do. And if you're struggling to find your meaning in life, I would say start by helping others and you can never go wrong on helping others in life. So yeah, if you made it this far, two hours of two over two hours, two and a half hours. Thank you so much for listening to my story. I plan on looking back at this probably like an episode 100 and see how far I've went. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun journey. It's going to be a fun journey. It's going to be interesting where this podcast goes. And I still mean that I want to be the Larry King of gaming podcast. It's going to happen. I love talking to people. Ain't nothing going to change that. But go for your dreams, people. Go for your fucking dreams. If it's weird, of course it's weird. You have to build a plan. So build the damn plan and just go for that shit. And uh, there's going to be a lot of luck involved. It's going to be a lot of uh, you building yourself as a person, as a human being, and learning about people. It's going to be rough, but you are stronger than you think you are. So use me as an example of must needed to do what you need to do. So again, thank you, Sam, so much. You're amazing. Uh, It's your boy, Go Lion, episode 10, signing out at the Safe File Podcast. Stay happy, stay healthy, and most of all gamers, stay golden. Much love. Peace, everybody.